Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. Saturday night party, yo. Yo, what up, man? <laughs> Marty Allen was good. Uh. Jay Peaks. That's what's up. Saturday night party. Yo, we about to get it popping Woo! all hours of the night, homie. We gon' keep oh, it yeah. rockin' with my boy Big Daddy. Man, to keep oh, the yeah. hits dropping. About to take the city, yo, but ain't nobody gon' stop. You wanna party, homie? Yeah, that's great. Man, go that way to Big Daddy's All-Star Cafe where everybody here is VIP. We know who you are with no problems. We don't need ID. The best part is you ain't gotta wait. Just pull up a bar stool and chill. Let them buy you a drink. It's not crowded like a lot of you think. It's kind of unique because you at home, but you party with me. Yo, Marty, man, I need some help. I got a lady over here. And yo, she got a couple friends. You should meet yourself. They say they like them bald and sexy. All they need to melt. We both have no hair, dog. I need your help. We party every week. And you know it goes down. And you know it's on now when you hear me speak. Because Jay Beats is a life for the party. But a party ain't a party till you party with Marty. Now break it down. Now break it down. Now break it down. Now break it down. It's Saturday night. It's Saturday night. Now break it down. Now break it down. Now break it down. It's Saturday night. Saturday night. Big Daddy's GLC Star Cafe. Yeah, you miss this, don't you? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. A little bit, a half hour earlier, you would have seen a brilliant sunset out here. How's everybody doing? We got Chuck Aletti on the line. We got Carlita. We got Joe Alvello from Southern Exposure. We'll go around the horn. Carlita, how you doing on a Saturday night? I'm doing wonderful. Enjoying the beautiful weather and just relaxing you got to be excited well we'll get back to all of that all of the uh the excitement about opening back up and all that let's go to chuck galetti chuck galetti's in the house you had a good nap this time galetti i'm doing all right it's kind of late for me nine o'clock kind of <laughs> late for you it's better than ten o'clock that already <laughs> did you did most bill i really like it most importantly did you take a nap now i'll be all right through uh through 10 o'clock. <laughs> well, you got to go longer than that, so you got to be a trooper, man. I told you, take a I'm nap. A I mean, who knows? I, I don't know how my stamina will last, but I'll be all right. I'll be good to go. No, I just had an Eastern Chicago sub. It was fantastic. Ooh. And I like hey, Chuck. hey, Chuck, I took a nap. I, I, I Me too. Nap. I woke up at about 8.30. I said, you know, I, I got I to gotta charge the battery a little bit. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's good. I, I, I agree with you. I know. Like, Marty was so stunned by that that I thought this was a late hour for me. Yeah, right. And, of course, Chuck was the one who said, hey, let's do a second show a week. And then last week I had to get Mark Periano, the famous chef, to kind of almost threaten him to get him up at 10 o'clock last week. So we took a consensus and says, we better do it on Saturday nights at 9 o'clock instead of 10. Else we'll never get Galetti. He'll be asleep by then. Well, I think, you've, I think you've, you're on to something big here. I think because- so. 
the idea of inviting the world to come in here to be part of this room and, and to show up at any time could be very, I mean, it could be dangerous, but it also could be very nice. It could be exciting. You never know what's gonna, it's going to behold the head. And one thing at the, at, at the top of the discussion that really uh, pulled at my heart, and I talked to Marty before we actually came on the air, and that was that little Richard died. Oh, Her that's dad, terrible. Little Richard passed away. Eighty-seven. Uh, Eighty-seven. Yeah, yeah. He was he was up there. Didn't say from what, other than old age. But you know. Uh, what do you what, I mean, what do you say, Bill? What do you think he died of old age? Probably he didn't die. No, they were saying that who was it? Roy, Roy, or wait a minute, Roy from Siegfried yeah. and Roy passed away from the COVID virus, COVID nineteen. Yeah. That was that was on the news. Could you believe Roy was that many years ago that he got bit by the tiger? It was wow. 2003 already. <laughs> hey, real quick, let me say hello to Joe Alvello down in Southern Exposure. How are you, my friend? I'm doing good. Hopefully you can hear me. Yes, I can. How, how's everything going on Saturday night? What did you make today for your, uh, uh, because I hear you're a good cook. Well, I should say my partner made some cheeseburgers, so I just tried to keep moving and doing stuff so that I wouldn't fall asleep like I did last week. Yeah, because I'll, you know. Sorry about that. That's, that's quite you, all right. Are you, into the, are you into the Impossible Burger or whatever? Or are you still on meat? No. Oh, absolutely. I, I, I'm not going to probably ever give up meat unless meat gives me up. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, 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 um, Such a joke there, Joe. Yeah. <laughs> you get it? Um, but all joking aside, uh, I get my fair share of, of healthy shakes a day. And, you know, ginger and uh, uh, turmeric and all that kind of Ooh. stuff. Oh, uh, see, he Joe knows turmeric is it. It is the miracle thing. That keeps the body, especially for a person like me who plays pickleball and active sports and things like that. When you got aches and pains, it's a natural anti-inflammatory, and it's absolutely wonderful, especially when you start getting old like me, you know? Marty, I've I been taking turmeric for years. Well, I believe you. You probably take it with eight different things, you know? And, and garlic. I love turmeric, garlic, ginger, cayenne pepper, and a fresh squeezed lemon. Ooh. All right, Joe, what was it? You had something else you want to say, Joe? Mm, no, that was pretty much it so far. I want to hear what everyone else has to say. Good. Well, I want to check in with Carlita right now because the news came out that uh, the fit May 15th, uh, hair salons and uh, Bender will be, and Galetti will be able to go get a haircut as of next yeah. Friday. And yeah. Carlita will be able to open back up her salon. Are you excited and are you already getting lots of bookings in, in preparation for next Friday? I'm actually starting um, first thing in the morning, and I'm I am already booked up like in the morning time. So we'll see like how much busier we get throughout the day, and but I'm starting so far at 7 a.m. Wow. Uh, question: Is the law that uh, to get your haircut at any place now you're going to have to make an appointment? Is that is is that going to be the rule everywhere? So I should start calling my my salon. Well, to be honest with you, it's not that it's it's not that it's like the law to schedule. What's happening right now is there's so many people that need hair color because they said 
96%, listen, 96% of blonde women, they don't exist anymore. So they are really at the high demand. They need to get their hair done immediately because they don't want to be brown anymore. And that's like a hot commodity right there. You guys are all laughing, but it's true. Right well, there is like a- I never thought of that. That's funny. Until you brought this up in this whole six, eight week thing. And yeah, I mean, everybody needs a haircut, but I never actually thought of the impact of women going, I, I'm, I, I'm blonde. Damn it. Yeah, well. Ew. Not- that whole yeah. story was, Carlina said that was 96%. Now, I just want to, Joe is usually the guy that goes on the percentages. Do you think 96 I think a lot of fake blondes out there, but 96% of them you're saying are fake? What do you think, Joe? Uh, probably, probably, probably 99.9% of blondes are uh, enhanced. <laughs> well, be, yeah. before we jump over to Joe for his percentages of what he thinks, I remember back in, uh, remember when we had uh, Richie Sexton and we had Charles Nagy and those guys went blonde because they went on a winning streak. Bender and, and Chuck are big Indians fans, so they'll remember this time. And and uh, Mike Trivasano and I got blonde. And this was before I went bald. We went blonde and we went on the morning exchange and everything. And I remember they came into the radio station and they did our they did our hair for free for mentions for this particular salon. Well, it was great and it was funny. It was a funny bit. But then three days later, I looked like a chia pet. It was like the black started growing back in. And that's when they proceeded to tell me that it would cost me $65 a week just to keep my hair blonde. And people, a little, a little background, that's when Big Daddy went bald. Because I said, there's no freaking way I'm going to pay $65 a week just to keep my hair blonde. And it made me look like a, a, a bowl of fruit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, because blondes are typically anywhere from like, from like, a, I don't know, like at the cheapest, uh, about one thirty a month without a haircut, one thirty to about two ninety per month, That's about three hundred bucks a head. Not me. <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, let me ask something. Any of any of us uh, gonna go try the drive-in? I've been I've been thinking about it for the experience again. Been a long time since I've been to the drive-in, and now drive-ins are going to be in demand. I mean, old closed drive-ins are reopening because it's social distancing in the cars. Uh, I don't even know where there's a a, a, a drive-in at. We only had one in the hood, and that was Miles Drive-in, and that uh, got North Ridgeville. North Ridgeville. Oh. two screens there, right off of. Uh, the Turnpike 480, where, where North Ridgeville, off the Turnpike. All right, so now, yeah. is, is it safe for me to say uh, North Ridgeville is kind of like, uh, 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 the, hold on, we got somebody here. Who, hi there, how you doing? Who just checked in on Zoom? Who's this? Hey, what's up? Yeah, it's Ron. What's going on? How it's you doing? Long time no see. Hi, Ron. Nice for joining in. You been hi, a big- Ron. Ron. Yeah, I made it. What? So, Ron, uh, have you been quarantined, or have you been working this whole time since the middle of March? I was I was in quarantine for about three weeks. Okay. My uh my mom my my mom and stepdad got it, and then my sister and her her uh, husband got it. 
And so really? my, st- my stepdad's actually still in the hospital right now. He's on a ventilator and all God that. bless him. God bless him. Yeah, where, where, where are you, Ron? Where are you physically? I'm in, I'm in Tremont. I live in Tremont, okay. Ohio. Tremont, okay. Ohio. They're in, uh, they're in the clinic or, or university or where, somewhere or in one of the systems? What is it? I said, uh, it, it are, is he in one of the systems on the ventilator? I'm, I'm not exactly sure what's going on with him. He's, uh, it's not looking good. He's, uh, he's, he's, he's fighting for his life right now. Yeah. You know, they, they keep, they keep like, they take him off, you know, like they have an induced coma. They keep taking him off, you know, just to check on, make sure that he's you know, still like reacting and all that. But so, you know, we're, we're still just waiting, you know, taking our time, waiting and see what happens, see if everything works out. So sorry to hear that. I, I, one more question. How old is he? He's in the seventies. Okay. Yeah, he's a lot older. So, you know, and like with this, with the thing that's going on now, you know, that's really getting a lot of the older people. So. Well, that, that being said, Ronnie, and, you, and you're cutting out on, out on us a little bit, I'll put a double screen in case you are, are still there. Is your, uh, you you strike me as one of the people who did not wear the masks when you go out and go into stores and stuff. No, Am I, I correct? I don't wear a mask. I'm probably a carrier. What the fuck? Because I've been around people. I've been around people that have had it or whatever, but I don't have any symptoms. I don't get nothing. I don't wear a mask. Okay. I'm and invincible. They, I'm young and invincible. So if they, if they, uh, let's say when everything's like the, uh, the salons and stuff are supposed to open up on the 15th and the restaurants are able to do outside dining starting Friday next Friday, but and then they can open up all the way around and start having people come in. If they told you, Ronnie, that you had to wear a mask in order to come into the restaurant, would you comply? Yeah, I, I would. Yeah, for sure. You know, I'm getting tired of being stuck at home. You know, not be able to do anything. So I would definitely wear a mask if I had to. Okay. I, you know, so I know it's not a I know it's not a law to have to wear one. But right. If a, if a business requires you to wear one, then I will. You know. Okay. Because when I when you first said that you wasn't wearing one, I thought you were just saying you were like a rebel and you're saying I refuse to wear a mask. But you're saying if they told you that you had to go one, whether it was a sporting event or a restaurant or whatever, you would go ahead and wear one. Of course I would, because I want to be able to participate in you know in the activities. Got you. And 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 what do you do in business, Rod? I'm a I'm a pipe fitter. Oh great! I, I, I install fire sprinklers for commercial buildings. Okay. I've been doing it 15 years now. Have you ever been a fan of Chocolatey? That's one of my best friends. <laughs> We're monkeys. Yes, I know. I was. That was kind of a setup question, Chucky. What are you doing over there? Oh, you're just trying to set Chuck up for? Yes, yes. I was. I was. I was. I had a lob up question for Chuck to jump in there, Chuck. (laughs) This is very fascinating. I didn't. Oh, there he is. Yes, I didn't realize uh, your stepfather had the COVID. Yeah, yeah. He's in rough shape right now. It's he's about fifty-fifty on if he's going to make it through or not. Yeah, because I hear that eighty percent of the people who go on the ventilator don't come out. But I am. But we are praying for him, and hopefully he can be one of the twenty percent, Ron, that does uh, come out of that. You know. I heard the opposite, Marty. I heard that when the people do go on the ventilator, no. I heard that, especially if they get like an induced coma. I heard that it helps them, and they get off. They get out of it quick. Well, no, it's with a lot of people. It's necessary, but I talked to the captain of the Strongsville Fire Department, who's a really good friend of mine. We play pickleball together, and he said. Right off the bat, that eighty percent of the people who go on under 
on the ventilator don't come don't make it he said it was 80 percent that yeah, don't make that it is a, that is a, a a thing that scares me the most that you and i have talked about that marty and i'm 65 and it's like i hear these stories and that's what has me thinking like if i come down with it the, the hospital is like the last place i want to go because of <laughs> Yeah, that that's true, and, and and that was the other thing that the uh, the fire department captain told me. I asked him about that. I said, now that people are back at home, are your numbers going up of people calling for the ambulances and people uh, accidentally starting fires and things like that at home because they're home longer because they're under quarantine? And he said, no, it's just the opposite that people are not calling the ambulance in emergency services because they do not want to go to the hospital. A lot of people have not gone up. A lot of people have not gone in the hospital for heart attacks and some of the things that um, you know they needed to go for because they were afraid to you know, catch this. So they're saying like, we're staying at home where everything has a bad symptom. To answer the ventilators, that's a known fact. There's nothing that if you go on the ventilator, you're screwed. Yeah, but again, <laughs> go ahead, Ron. I'm sorry. Uh, it, it, it's Joe. If I just back on. Um, uh, I'm having some connectivity issues, but anyways, um, to back up what Marty just said, what they specifically isolated with the ventilator is that it's a closed system. So the ventilators are basically designed to keep recirculating the air, and so it cannot escape into the general environment of the rest of the hospital. So when people are put on the ventilators, basically, you're left to your own demise. That's my understanding about what I know about the closed ventilator system. Right. Hey, Ronnie, as always, my friend, thanks for checking in. And please, uh, uh, next week or on Wednesday when we're back on, if you get any news about your uncle, please let us know as we'd love to know about it, okay? Step, yeah, my stepfather, I'm sorry. Oh, stepfather, right. Yes, please keep us updated on it, and we appreciate it, all right? I will. Thank you for letting me join. I appreciate it, guys. I'll see you all. All right, brother. Take care. All right, take care. Bye. All right, so uh, Carlita, you were saying that you got a lot of people signed up for next Friday. Now, you told me that the thing that I liked, my favorite thing was I wanted the, I liked the foot thing. Now, are you telling me that you told me that you didn't have it anymore? So if I want to get my foot done, then what am I going to do? No, we we have the, um, we Ooh. have the pedicure and we have the, like all the treatments I'm still doing. Everything. But not the hydro water thingy? Yeah, we've always had that. Oh, okay. Because I thought when you and I talked, you said you had to, you were selling that. No, Marty, that was over a year and a half ago, and I got new oh. ones. Oh, oh, okay. Sucks <laughs> seeing the new one. All right, <laughs> I didn't. I didn't. Yeah, no, no, we're doing we're doing all of the um, all of the treatments. I have everything like set and ready to go, and I've got um, I just took all the sheets, threw everything away, and I bought new sheets. And then I bought um, new towels. <laughs> that, that's a whole bunch of new stuff. That's Roddy. Roddy hasn't figured out how to. Roddy hasn't figured out. Roddy hasn't figured out how to disconnect. Okay, Roddy on the Roddy on the top right of your screen. You'll if you touch the middle of your screen, you'll see something that lights up in red that says "Leave Meeting." I don't want to leave. Uh, oh, you okay? Okay, well then hang out with you. <laughs> 
<laughs> you make... Hanging out, listening, yes. Okay, that's okay. So we... Every time you make noise, it switches. Right. So we see you adjusting in the, in the room. That's yes. That's okay. I think you're getting ready to smoke a pipe. <laughs> yeah, I was in my bong. Yeah, yeah. Now, now, I see somebody over there that says Lee's Phone 11, but I don't know who that is. So if you're, if, if is it Lee? Lee, are you there? Because we, I just see audio. I mean, I just see uh, maybe audio, but hear audio. I don't yeah. see video. How you, Lee, are you there? No, Lee. Well, Lee's iPhone number 11, whoever you are, we don't have audio and we don't have video, so I can't bring you in until you correct that. There is a thing on your, a lot of people are new to Zoom, so for the people that know about Zoom, please bear with us. With Zoom, once you come in the room for the first time, you have to say that you want to use your video and your audio. So Lee's phone number, iPhone number 11, right now there is no video and no audio so you're just kind of sitting there. So just uh, know that we're not ignoring you. Real quick, want to say hello to Jim Jenda. You guys know. I'm sure Carlina knows. Chuck Aletti knows. Bender knows. He's a huge fan of the show. He always. What? Yeah, uh, Jim Jenda. You know, G-E-N-D-A. No, I love Jim Jenda. He's the best, isn't he? Why is uh Jim Jenner's a great guy, and I love my friend Ronnie, but why is he still appearing in the video? It's unbelievable. Because I because every time he moves. So I don't have to leave. <laughs> so let hey, let him just hang out. If, 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 uh, with Zoom, how again for people that don't know about Zoom, it is a self-containing software. When one person talks, it will switch to their video. Like Carlita say hello or something. Hello. See, that's Hello, how yes. it works, people. And then if Bender says something, it does this. Hello there. This is real good. I got to light a new cigar, but Hey, Bill, by Bill, by the way, this is a this is a public service announcement for Galetti and Carlita and whoever else don't know what I'm talking about. I have highly encouraged everyone to do their zooming on a computer instead of their iPhone. If you notice, Bender yeah. looks absolutely stunning. This is just yeah, and, and, and you can turn it, and then you can put. And I have a, I have a light, a table light, lighting my face, so it's a low angle. So it's oh, we could, we could see that because it's behind you. It's a reflection in your window. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So we could also see if you're standing up and you're naked. Oh, absolutely. Because yeah, I have, I, I have uh, sweatpants on. Yeah. I'm, yeah, that's funny. That, that, that's kind of what I have on. I put on anything on the bottom and just make sure I have something on the top, you know. I'd like to know what kind of cigar that is because I love cigars. Uh, oh, I do okay. too. Turn it off. Okay, so wait a minute. Let me let me, let me get the uh, – I'm going to start talking. Hello. It should switch over. Does it switch? Yes, we see you. You're on. Oh, oh okay. Yes. Uh, it's, a, uh, it's a Cohiba Red Dot uh, new model. Uh, can you see it there? Yeah, I see Carlita. We see all of you. Oh, you see, see all of you. Oh, yeah. That's cool. The there's a little button. That, are the best. There's a little button in the bottom that you, if you hit the little middle dot, then it shows all four people at once. And then it cuts away to Marty. Oh, that's cool. On, on the same thing. So then cool. you can see everyone. That's what I've been doing. So then I can see the reactions of everyone because... Everyone's so beautiful. And by the way, Bill, your hair looks fabulous. 
Oh, thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, so so Carlita and the Chuck, if you can try to switch to a laptop because it has more megs of RAM, it will move better, and your video is a lot less choppy. Okay. Trying to say I'm choppy this evening. No, I'm just I'm just saying. Remember the one where your video was going in and out, and the audio was going in and out, and you had a nightmare. That's kind of what happened, you. you know. I have to show you guys something. I'm really, if anybody knows me, I don't really care for the scent of cigarettes, but pipes and um, cigars are to me just extremely mm. sexy because my grandfather had them, my uncle smokes them. So I just think that it's a very classy thing that people do. And I have to show you what I got recently. Not for me. Oh, but... <laughs> yeah, I'll hit that. Ah, ah, here, pass that over. Yeah, so you, you fill it up with water, uh-huh. of course, and then you could grip it with your whole hand. And then uh, I don't smoke. but Why do you fill it up with water? What are you supposed <laughs> to fill it up with? What is Weed. it for? He said. She said. She said. Well, what do you fill it up with, Bill? Are you? It goes in the to top. Go? It goes in the top. The other stuff. I'm just kidding you. Yeah. <laughs> Joe, you're just like me, like the other stuff. I know, but I love the cigar scent. But anyway, this I got, and it's absolutely beautiful. But it's very cleaned out now. It's an antique, and uh, I have a few vintage pipes. That I've been pulling out of and stuff. I have to take a few things home, but um, I'm enjoying the new little collection that I've got. And I just have always loved the smell of like cigars. Oh my gosh, and pipes. That's like such a beautiful thing. Well, I tell so, you, you were mentioning. Where I'm at right now. I'm allowed to wear tank tops. Okay. So what's the weather like by you? Uh, well, it was cold here, you know. Wait a minute. Now, I I just, I got up. This is for Joe, because this goes with cognac. Oh, no, no. Show that again, Uh, Bill. Oh, my God, Bill, I love that bottle. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Good bourbon. Well, uh, you you talked about... uh, Ooh, you talked about... uh, uh that pipe and and uh, even though you said you don't smoke my man uh savage from the savage mmg network sent me a like uh something to like and it was so- a new show so- something about something to cbd Cheers. so, so I'm, I'm i'm imagining it's a new cannabis oil show that they're going to be having on the savage mmg network savage mmg are our partners and of course, they got podcasting dangerous on Thursday nights with Gary Lee, and I think uh, uh, Savage has joined that. And they got a lot of shows over there with podcasting. Podcast, uh, the Savage MMG Network is kind of like podcasting for the the Generation X people. Um, hey, by the way, Chuck Galetti, I have a special guest that just popped in that wanted to say hey. hello to you. What's going on, guys? Where's your friend? Cut them off. Got rid of them. But I look like I might be getting them back here shortly. Can't get to the barbershop. You look like a very suntanned Dominic Ruggiero. Hey, everybody doing? 
Very good. How are you? Haven't seen you in a long time. That's Noble. It's been a while. Been a while. Noble, yeah. Noble Lee Nixon on the line right now, people. If you remember him from the uh, GLC days uh, when they were over at Radius Communications doing the show on Saturday nights in Strongsville, Noble was Chuck Galetti's sidekick. And uh, Noble. I'm a sidekick. Yeah, well, you're, yeah, you're the sidekick now. Noble, real quick, because what I like to do is that we did it last week with Steve Balecki. We, every week we try to uh, have at least one or two of our former interns, either from the Marty Allen Show or for the Tribasano Show, and you were uh, lucky enough to be part of the Marty Allen Show. So what, ha- what career path did life take you after you interned for the Marty Allen Show? Well, actually, you came down here to Charlotte. Um, we're doing a little camera work for, well, not now since the season isn't in, but uh, for the Hornets. So obviously went from the Cavs to the Hornets. So doing a little camera work there and then trying to get my own thing started as far as radio with the national radio station here. So we can hear back something for that soon after all this virus stuff calms down. So basically, Marty got my foot in the door and basically just trying to go up and build. Uh, he helped out a lot too, of course. So just really just following you guys' paths and all the knowledge you all guys taught me and just trying to take it from there. Nice. You're a good Congrats. guy, man. You're you and you got a lot of talent. I'm glad to hear. I really am glad to hear that that's taken off. And Thanks, it's nice Bill. that Bill likes you. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> <laughs> the noble, the no, noble found out what I found out, and I always told him. I said, Noble. He goes, Bender like gave me a check, and I said, Noble. That's what I love about Bender as a business partner. I love when he writes checks. <laughs> and, Noble, and Bender said to Noble, Noble, here, this is just a little bit for gas. So what Noble said, Bender, I'm from the hood. You don't have to tell me why you're giving me a check. Don't be clear. It don't matter what it's for. So real quick, Noble, you got married, and I think you had another little boy, a little girl, was it? Little boys, so two boys. Oh. oh. Now, when's the last time you've been in town? What are their names? What are their names? Uh, Bradley, and then the older one is Noble Lee the fourth. So Noble that was, Lee the fourth. <laughs> are yeah. you the third? Yes, sir. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So no, I haven't been there since uh, I think the last time I seen you guys. So it's been a while. We actually planned on coming up there this month, but obviously with this going on, so we decided to stay home with the little ones and all. But hopefully this summer everything clears up. We definitely stop up there. You know, I'm going to swing by the studio and see you guys. So Excellent. Well, you know, Noble, I built my own damn studio. I got tired of people throwing me out, you know. So, <laughs> right. And then I got, and then when I had my surgery last year, I had my colon resection surgery. Before that, I was lugging around 275-pound gears of equipment over to Dominic's restaurant every week at yeah. uh, the Eastland Inn and setting up I, I would set up for like an hour and hour and a half do the show and then have to then we would we would break down afterwards 35 40 minutes then have to take the stuff lug it back to my house throw it in the garage and then hustle my ass down to the arena to work a game and it was just getting too much so the good thing about the surgery was it healed my diverticulitis problems but it also when i was here at home they told me i couldn't lift anything more than 10 pounds for six weeks but i had sponsors the american uh, uh, american office services at the time and i said i got to do something so then I, I told bender i said i put up a camera and then I'll start doing the show, and then it worked, and I put up another camera, and now I got like eight cameras and my own studio and built desks and yeah. everything. I said to myself, Noble, they will never throw my ass out again. 
<laughs> Screw <laughs> them. Now, if you don't like it, get your ass out. This is mine, you <laughs> son of a bitch. Absolutely. Absolutely. Noble, thank you so much for popping in, my friend. Before you go, what... Why did you? I love the drip. Before you got the drinks. Wait a minute. Why does he have to go? Well, he did, well. He said he was working, and so <laughs> when we talked earlier, he said he was on the job and he could only spend so much time. So that's no, it was great, no, it was great seeing you. I tell you this, it was that here, Always good seeing you, buddy. <laughs> you doing good. Um, real quick, uh, before you got the drinks, I said, "Oh, no, I like it here, store it like it is," and then. When you got the dreads and you let them grow, I said, oh, that, that's hot. And now I see you without the dreads. What made you decide to take the dreads off? Well, long story short, I was going, they were getting a little thin in the middle, so I didn't want to be that guy who, you know, <laughs> bald hair in the middle, then hair around the side. So I went ahead and just let it go. Okay. Noble, piece of advice, if you rub castor oil oh, on here it, we it go. makes it grow. Yeah, I mean, I, I knew about that, but, you know, it was more of a hassle anyway, especially where I live now, trying to find the right hairdresser and all that good stuff. So no, no, but I mean, if you just it. rub it yourself, like get in yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, as far as maintaining really them and things like that. Or yeah. have your wife always rubbing your scalp, you know what I mean? It always helps. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Noble Lee Nixon, thank you so much, my friend, for checking in. I know you're just getting home. You're tired as hell. You've been working all day. Thanks for dropping in to Big Daddy's GLC All-Star Cafe on a Saturday night, my friend, okay? Absolutely. I'll be back. All right, brother. Take care. All right, guys. All right, Noble Nixon, one of the, for where are they now? Former interns and former sidekick to Chuck Galetti right here on the GLC All-Star Cafe. All right, so. Okay, what's going on? I see someone drinking a Bombay Sapphire. The other one drinking like a bourbon or a scotch, smoking a cigar. Like, <laughs> I may as well just get the bathtub and freaking have bubbles and oil all over me like I do on a Saturday night. I'll watch that. <laughs> I love this guy. He's kind of like, you know how people have a laugh track. He's kind of like the, the guy that's sitting out in the audience that really isn't supposed to be there, but he is. And every now and then, like, I'll watch that. Yeah, I'll smoke that. <laughs> that would be a that would be a that would be a safe stay at home pay per view opportunity. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, I I have some lime ice cubes, uh, uh, some tonic for that Bombay, or we just do a gimlet. But I just spray all the bottle. Yeah. I see him lifting up the whole bottle and he's swallowing it whole. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm a pro. I've been Enjoy doing it for years. <laughs> Zoom ID is open right now. Zoom ID is open right now. You want to jump in just like Ronnie, just like Noble. There it is up on your screen, 872-338-40609. 872-338-40609. Just pop in and say hello. You don't have to stay. Don't, don't be shy. We're all friends here. What we do on a Saturday night is we just kind of hang out for a little while until we get bored. Bender's out of his palatial lake house. Um, and uh, Carlita's in her palatial condo. Chuck is in his palatial condo. I don't know where the hell Ronnie is. And I'm, I'm in Tremont. And in Tremont. And, of course, I'm in North Royalton. So if you want to pop in and say hello one more time, 872-338-40609. And if you're shy, uh-oh, we got another guest on the line. All right, so if, if, if you guys hear uh, Tom Hamilton calling the games, there is a uh, uh, engineer like I am the technical engineer for the Cleveland Cavaliers. But my very first intern 
my very first female intern, Stephanie Warner Hagel. She was Stephanie Warner at the time, and then I introduced her to her husband. We'll get into that later. <laughs> but anyway, she is the person that sits in the ballpark, and she has the same view as Tom Hamilton and Rosie. She sits behind them, and she gets paid to watch Tom Hamilton call the games from Progressive Field. How you doing, Steph? Uh, Good. How are you guys doing? Doing wonderful. Hey. So what's going on with you on a Saturday night? What did you make? We always like to know because we got so many chefs here. What did you make today? Uh, We had steak. Made some potatoes, or no, no potatoes tonight. We had peppers, onions, and mushrooms. Uh, I made my daughter corn because she doesn't like that. So, but yeah, some steak and veggies. And so, what is what is it like right now with no baseball going? Because I know what how it is for me. I was already actively working games with the Cavaliers, and then they shut everything down. I believe it was March twelfth or thirteenth. I remember it was Friday the thirteenth. I think that week. And then I haven't worked a game since. And then you were obviously going to start in did they were were they going to start in late March this year or was it still April? No, it was the it was early this year. It was the end of March they were supposed to start. Um and the weather was beautiful that day for opening day. It was like sixty degrees and no baseball. I know. And so now I saw what was the latest report. And it's, and it's snowing. And it's snowing. Now it's today. snowing. Yeah, now it's snowing. Wait. Hold on, hold on. It's snowing snowing. by you guys? Oh, yeah, it was snowing. Last night, it snowed out here this morning. Wow. What about you, Marty and Chuck? It snowed by you guys? I got dusting uh, on the grass behind me, uh, behind my uh, condo. I got grass, and I saw flakes of snow here. What about you, Chuck? Ew. Uh Uh-oh, we just lost Chuck. Chuck. I just lost. I just saw we lost him. Well, yeah, it's it a little bit, but uh, it, it evaporated this afternoon. Ew! So it's cold out by you guys. Well, I, I had snow on my car this morning. What was that, Ronnie? I had snow on my car this morning. And and you, Joe, you're down in Florida, so I know you ain't seen no damn snow. No <laughs> snow, and based off of uh, Carlita's. Uh, I'm coming back uh, nice Joe, and tan. Joe, Joe, you're, well, Joe's having issues. <laughs> Joe's, uh, it, 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 and then Chuck is having issues. <laughs> anyway, uh, I don't know what the hell you're saying, Chuck. You, you're you're breaking up. But anyway, so Stephanie, when I, for me, I you know me working the business, Steph, I love what I do. Got a ring and everything. But I am not a huge Indians fan, but I'm a Cleveland fan. But I am a huge Tom Hamilton fan. And I asked you the story one time, and I said, you got to be the luckiest person in the world because you're one of the people I'm envious of. I said, I asked Stephanie one day, I said, please explain to me, give me a visual of what it's like when Tom Hamilton calls a home run. Go ahead, Steph. <laughs> Uh, it's something to see. Uh, it's actually funny. We had to get him a new chair a few years ago. Uh, he likes to lean into the, the call. Um, it's, it's really great to watch. It's amazing. But when he gets into that call, he leans back in the chair and, uh, he's actually broken the chairs before. <laughs> he's oh, wow. 
but they got new chairs in the booth over like you know over the break and he's sitting in and he's all uncomfortable and he's like oh, this is not gonna work you gotta get a new chair so our boss actually went like the next day to office max or something and got him a new chair but yeah he gets into it it's it's awesome i know and the day i i got a chance to go out and uh shadow uh, uh, Stephanie at the ballpark and watch Hammy, and he was amazed at all of the weight I had lost because he the last time he had seen me, I was over 400 pounds, and I was like a smooth 250 at the time. And he says to me, him and Rosie, they say to me, "How did Marty? How the hell did you lose all that weight?" And I said, "Well, the first thing I had to do was stop drinking." They both in unison went, oh, "Okay, well, okay." <laughs> <laughs> there, there, there goes that diet. I'm not doing that. And if anybody knows, if you work in the broadcasting business, it can be stressful. The, the the road trips, when you go on the long road trips, especially the West Coast and play all the West Coast teams, and you know, you're up till two o'clock in the morning. And for those guys, for me and Steph, we get to stay in Cleveland no matter where they play. But uh, uh, those guys have to travel just like Tim Alcorn and Jim Jones and Austin Carr with the Cavaliers. And it can be stressful when you go on a long extended road trip where you're going for a couple of weeks and you're sleeping in a different bed every night and your back starts hurting and you start clamoring for home. It could be pretty rough, but this business can make you drink and amongst other things. And that was one of the things I did. And unfortunately, it caused me to have have a lot of uh, issues after a while. Steph, real quick before you go, I just had Noble on. We had Steve Balecki on last week. And we, we like to have our inter, our former interns on. I'm trying to get somebody every week. Tell me where your career, because you interned for me. Let me guess now. I want to say Boy. 97, 98. Wow, very good. I started in 97. Wow. And and then, and then uh, when Steph, I think uh, just before Steph's internship was over, that's when we started hiring for the next round of interns. Mm-hmm. And a young man just out of the Marines and was trying his uh, hand in radio, Rob Hagel, uh, was now coming in to be my intern. And I, one day I'm walking out with Ron, with uh, uh, Rob, and he says to me, he says, Big Daddy, I hear like you're like the matchmaker. You know, I'm, I'm looking for somebody special. You know, can you, can you introduce me to somebody? And I said, I know the perfect person for you. Now, if you know Rob Hagel, he's very handsome. He was out of the Marines. He was 22. He was cut. And I introduced him to Stephanie for the first time, and it was more like, hey, hey. And that was it. <laughs> so now all the different radio stations merged, Bender. That's when uh, they bought all the different stations. Magic, G-A-R, all that. Yes. And so then we had another trip out there, and we talked to them at the time. And we were on the good time, too. We were all meeting each other on the good time, too. And that's when I introduced them the second time. They and it forced was, us together. Yeah, it was absolutely fantastic. Sit down, was, sit down, exchange phone numbers. You guys should go out. And we finally did. And we then, sent him out on a three hour tour on the minute. Yeah, yeah and we I had got no choice. I, I looked, I, I had her sit next to me and I had Rob sit on the other side. And I said, Rob, are you single? He went, Yeah. Steph, are you single? Yeah. I said, Isn't that amazing? Both of you are single. And then I got up and walked away. And by the end of that cruise, they had exchanged numbers. They ended up getting married. And then the next thing they told me was, I'm not going to, we're not going to have kids. We don't want kids. You don't want no badass kids. It's not for us. And I said, listen, 
when you get married, the next progression in life is to have children. Now, not us. We don't want kids. And right now, they have a beautiful daughter who's, uh, what, Stella? Let me guess again. I want to say 14, 15 years old? She'll be 14 in August. Oh, I'm good. 13 right now. Yeah, you're good. Yeah. I'm good. Hold on. Your house must be a joy right now. Oh, yeah, that's great. Homeschooling is so much fun. Oh, yeah. Hold on. I'm doing double duty here. Hi, you're on the GLC. Hold on. I'll get you a call in just a minute. All right. So, anyway, Steph, so so then after that, your career path, just real quick, tell people about your career path after you uh, work for the Trivisado Show. Uh, after I worked for you guys, I got hired full time at then JCorps, Clear Channel, iHeart. I don't know what it is now. <laughs> right. Uh, there for 14 years running the Indians Radio Network. Uh, I was let go. Uh, it wasn't me. It was you know it was them. So I was let go after 14 years, probably because I had six weeks paid vacation. Whatever. Oh. <laughs> oh yeah, they do. They they do stuff like that. I wasn't making good money. I had a lot of vacation, but you know. They do dirty. They do dirty. Yeah, they I got let go, and um, I decided, you know, 14 years, that was a good good run, good radio career. So I went back to, like, my original when I was 16 years old, worked in a grocery store. So I ended up getting a job at a local grocery store, making more money to start than I had with 14 years in radio. And they actually called me back. The radio station asked if I would uh, come back to uh, take my job back. And I said, no. So about a year later, uh, somebody from the Indians called me. Said, hey, Steph, what are you doing? I said, I'm just the manager at a grocery store. What's up? He said, Tom Hamilton and Jim Rosenhouse need an engineer. And I said, okay. So I talked to my boss at the grocery store. She said, absolutely go for it and this would have been my eighth season wow eight years already eight years yep and we're hoping to get going in july that's what i hear i saw the latest report that said it looks like july maybe they're going to pop talking now will they as far as you know will they start playing games with no fans or what as far as i know that's what i've heard no fans yeah, because that's what I've heard with are the Cavaliers. Gonna, are we going to have cutouts in the stands like they do in South Korea, <laughs> where every other seat has a cutout of a fan? And, you know, I said, you ought to talk to marketing on that, because I bet that fans, I know I would, I bet that some fans would pay to have their actual cutout in the seat and then yeah. just have the cameras told to pan the stands in between yep. the action, and people would watch to see if they could catch themselves on the screen. Oh, yeah. I was watching the UFC tonight, uh, the first live sporting event. It's actually happening right. right now. And, I mean, it's just so weird. Like, guys are beating the crap out of each other. It's just their coaches and uh, a couple ring girls there, and that's it. It's just yeah, Vegas, yeah. Need, Vegas needs something to bet on. They, they're, they're, they're hurting bad. Watching reports on that, it's like, what can these guys bet on? <laughs> you know, anything. And and the NFL has to come back. To, to to save that industry, if nothing else, the NFL has to come back for the for the betting industry. Stephanie, as always, congratulations. Uh by the way, Rob called me about an hour before you came on and said he wanted me to break it on the show that he's ready to have another baby. 
Uh, he's sleeping already, so I don't think so. (laughs) 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 Stephanie Warder Hagel, one of the the very first female intern on the Trivasano show, and she set the bar really, really high. And she is probably one of the best technical engineers that I know of in the business, and I can't be more proud of her. And your husband has now left his uh, employment and got a new one. I'm happy for him. Happy for Gabby. Uh, real quick before you go, your comments, uh, real quick, just a, uh, 30 seconds. Uh, they're talking about going to two-day-a-week schools, for, uh, schooling uh, for kids at oh home. You have a 14-year-old. Give me your feelings about that. Uh, not good. I mean, it was supposed to be her freshman year in high school coming up. So that could be pretty rough uh, doing at home schooling. It's been rough as it is. I mean, her teachers are sending her stuff online and it's like, did you do your assignment? Yeah. Then I get an email. Yeah, uh, Mr. Assignment yesterday. Oh, okay, great. So yeah. it, it's pretty rough. Um, and now our uh, governor said we're funding is getting cut and all this stuff. Um, Brunswick, where I'm at, they just uh, had a school levy on there for busing and stuff like that. That didn't pass, of course. Nobody could go vote. Um, And a lot of people didn't even know it was happening. So who knows? Who knows what's going to happen? I hope it goes back to five days a week, though. She needs that. Yeah, 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 you're right. You need that. I think a lot of parents, they they need that more. (laughs) By the same token, I I think I think all joking aside, by the same token, it's not necessarily bad for people to look at education a little bit differently because a lot of kids are going to go to college. They're going to be possibly remotely learning. A lot of colleges that started off recently over the last like five or ten years with their I should say bachelor's degrees, master's degrees, doctorate degrees. Um, there's a lot of colleges that came up with just strictly online learning. So it's not necessarily bad. It's just a matter of changing possibly the way that we're used to doing things. I'm not saying, you know, it's great. Clearly it's not, you know what I mean? But it might be a different way to learn about whatever possible deficiencies or what things need to be changed. And if. You're frozen, uh, Joe. My daughter's problem is that she doesn't have a teacher there for six hours a day saying, okay, Gabby, it's time to do this. Okay, Gabby, it's time to do this. Okay, Gabby, it's time to do, do, do this. You know, mom and dad aren't home all day. So she's on her phone playing Nintendo, whatever. And it's like, did you do your homework? Oh, yeah, sure. Oh, so she do you agree, too? Like, with these kids being online, like, do you agree that they are just sharing answers left and right? Oh, like, yeah, sure. Completely. And it disgusts me. I know Chuck <laughs> said this last week. And it's so true, but... The children are not doing it together. They're actually just giving each other answers. And uh, Chuck, what about you? What's your opinion with this, Chuck? And tell me about the Brexville Zoom. What happened? Well, I'll say this. It it really comes down to this when you look at it. The kids are all cheating on this set. Yes. (laughs) They are. They were when they were together, too. Yes, People are cranking the classes. I have two stories. I told the one about St. Ed's. I know us uh, boys who go to St. Ed's, they're sitting in class, and someone appeared in the class, just like we're doing a Zoom now, and started chanting the N-word. And the <laughs> was going, what the heck is going wow. on? Why is this happening? And no one knew who was doing it. But it's just kids 
pranking these classes. Now, the other day, I get a phone call from the Brexville schools. It was, <laughs> it was on recording that they had, you know, the, the schools call was a recording. And they came out and they were having a board meeting at the Brexville schools and somebody zoomed in child pornography <laughs> during the <laughs> So they had to apologize and say they were going to have no more board meetings. So if they can't even have a board meeting, how do you expect them to have any classes where anybody's learning anything? Wow. You know, lately on the internet, I've noticed on social media, because I've been posting a lot of stuff with... Um, uh, like I've been posting a lot of things for sale and it'll pop up in the middle of the night around like 10, 11, 12, one. And it's like complete. And I've never sat there and watched porn. I know guys love that, but <laughs> I never sat there and watched porn, but it is full blown out porn on the marketplace. It's all over Facebook. Oh my God. Like I cannot believe how intense Stephanie Warren. I mean, I don't even know what to say first because so many things that you all just said that, oh my God, God. Um, maybe the reason why you have a lot of that happening personally is rather like self evident. Um, but some of us shut our phones off at night. Um, well, I usually wake up at like. Uh, two o'clock in the morning so then we eat like you know what i mean i mean normally i do like we and normally then, eat around and, like 4 a.m and, and then and then do you take a selfie of yourself eating do you see me putting selfies at 2 a.m no i usually eat around 4 a.m just kidding and then i go back and i crash for a few hours wake up do my thing and then we eat again, like late at night. So yeah. Hey, real is your quick. thing the same thing in the videos? Is my what? Is your thing the same thing in the videos that you do at seven a.m.? What, like with the naughty flicks? <laughs> I I don't you know I don't have a man living with me, so this door is closed. Hey, real quick, <laughs> real, real quick before you go, Joe Alvello, what year did you leave three uh, WE? Oh, good lord! That's a long time ago. Well, I wanted—I um, wanted to add that I was setting you up for a question for Stephanie before we let her go. Do you remember Joe Alvello, Steph? No, we were—we were both there around the same time. I started off in 1993. I was there till I think 1996. Oh, then you missed her then. Came back, but then I came back when it switched over to from Secret to Booth to Clear Channel. I was there the whole time with like all a whole bunch of people you know what i mean so but i, I kind of well, came well, back and forth and back and forth well you would have been there because stephanie when we got together it was after secret sold to booth correct Are you talking to me yes uh, uh steph oh. yes when i started it was j core Oh. Yeah, I was there with J-Core, too. I was there with J-Core, too. Yeah, so you would have been there because when we had the party where I introduced you to Rob, that was the, that was the time where Secret had just sold. So I know wow. you guys had to be there together. Yeah, that was a that, long that, time ago. That, yeah, that I, was a long time ago, but that, that um, well-fated trip where the two of you met, um, 
I was probably on that same boat, and at least we didn't end up in Gilligan's Island. <laughs> <laughs> Stephanie Warner Hagel, uh, so much the uh, in the ballpark technical engineer for the Cleveland Indians, and Tom Hamilton has the best job. And you think I have a good job? She has the best job in the world because I went there that one time, and I sat there where and watched where she watches the game and where Tommy Hammy calls the game. And even though I'm not a big baseball fan, my mouth just dropped open. It was like, oh, my God, and you get paid to do this? And you get Tom Hamilton calling the game? What a great thing. Stephanie, there's so much. Uh, where are they now? Our former interns, thanks so much for joining us on a G- Big Daddy's GLC All-Star Cafe, okay? Thanks, guys. All right, take care. All right, guys, we got somebody on the phone. Let's see who this is. Hi, you're on the GLC Big Daddy's All-Star Cafe. Hello. Enjoy the cafe, guys. I love this format. Marty, Bill, Charlie, Carlina. Can you can you guys hear him okay? Yes. yes. Oh, okay. Nobody said he said he said everybody's name and nobody said anything. I was wondering. I said, oh crap, did I do something wrong technically? No, Marty. How you doing, buddy? Chef Mark, brother. I, I'm doing wonderful. You know, I like you again now that you brought me some sushi. You know. I got more sushi for you, buddy. Oh, good. I, I got, hey, he actually, he actually came through. Yes, he bought I me. Get... He bought me sushi a few weeks ago, Bill. I'm on the show, yeah. and he says I'm going to. Br- I start getting texts while I'm doing the show, and he says I'm going to bring you back some sushi. And I'm like, yeah, right. It's been freaking two years. It ain't coming back here. Next thing, talking about it. right. Next thing you know, somebody knocks on my door, and and I open the door. I keep no. They won't go away, and I'm in here doing a show. So I go and knock on the door while the show is going on, and he's standing at my doorway with a mask on, and he hands me the sushi and waves goodbye, and it was fantastic. But if you're going to bring me more, Mark, the one— I brought some pot roast. No, 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 no beef. No, no beef. Just bring me the sushi and bring me the crunchy roll one. The other one I didn't care for as much. Gotcha, buddy. Crunchy roll is. I did a Kendra pot roast tonight for my beautiful girlfriend, Betsy. That was her birthday request. I saw the she picture. With a fork. I saw the picture. I was going to ask you who was Betsy because I didn't know about her, you sly dog. Oh, Betsy is the best. Betsy used to help me cater years ago. And Chuck used to help me cater. I know you, if you know, knew that, guys. And, and Betsy found me on Instagram, and I was coming back from Maine. And we've been we've been enjoying each other's company immensely. And it was her birthday today, so wish Betsy a happy birthday. I love you guys. Keep up the great show. Thank you, Mark. Take care, my friend. Thank you, Mark. Take care. That was nice. I like people could just call in now that in the show. They come, they appear on the camera. Well, no, but that was on the phone. So we got both going. We got the phone going. We got the see, Chuck. I'm a freaking genius. I don't want to blow my horn horn, but I'm a technical freaking genius, man. I because I have nothing but time over the last it's going it's been two months now pretty much. Well close. Monday or Tuesday will be two months since I've been quarantined. So I got nothing but time. So unlike a lot of other people that might be bored, I'm having a time in my life because I've I am so Chuck, guys, I have the ultimate man cave here. At my condo, I can come in here, I can play in the studio, I can create, I got music stuff, guitar, keyboards, software, TVs everywhere, cameras, there's always something to do. I absolutely, I'll keep telling people and I'll say it one more time. If this is what retirement is like, I can get 
used to this without an issue, I got to tell you. We got, hold on real quick. We got some, looks like we got somebody. Oh, we got Professor Steve back on the line. Steve, how you doing? <laughs> I am well, Marty. How is everybody? You're hey, doing good. You're nice. Steve you're nice. You, you're nice and loud, so you can talk a little softer. Oh, okay. <laughs> I figured I'd just check in from Parma Heights, uh, give, give the update here. It's uh, exactly the same as last week. Just uh, more time around the house, cruising the Tinder, you know. Passing time. You should feel special. So what kind of wings? You what kind of wings did you get this week? Yeah. Uh, well, we went uh, went with a uh, alternate motive uh, with Cinco de Mayo. I went and got myself some tacos. Oh, some margaritas to go. <laughs> well, for, for for people that don't know, on our inaugural uh, Saturday night show, which we did on Friday night as a test run last week, Steve, you are the person who inspired me to do the "Where Are They Now." intern segments because you were my first in former intern to call on the new show and that gave me an idea and i said wow i have probably graduated hundreds of interns from the trip show and the marty allen show so every week i've already worked on i'm already worked on someone for next week i'm going to try to do one or two former interns per week and say where are they now and where, where did their career paths take them so you should feel special stevie i Feel special. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Since we talked last week, real quick, uh, we were talking about things opening up. You were talking about the restaurant business and how hard and difficult it was, and probably a lot of them were going to probably be falling by the wayside. And now it looks like as of Friday, they will at least be able to not only do carry out, but they can do outside dining. So if it's nice, if the weather's nice enough and there's people want to brave the weather, they can go to the restaurant and have a meal outdoor. And then on the 21st, that's when they will be able to go back to business as usual. Good thing for you, Steve? Uh, it may or may not be. I haven't seen specifically what they're going to put in place for rules dine-in. I've seen things on the internet where someone in Columbus hung shower curtains within their facility. Someone out in New York on the sidewalk put up like a greenhouse, like miniature greenhouses over each table. It's nuts. It's it's all or nothing. And anything you try to do in between, spacing people out. I know I heard that no no parties of more than ten. Uh, really, is that really going to make a difference? Okay, so two of five commanders sitting next to each other. What are they trying to accomplish? Uh, for an operator, if they're putting limitations on capacity, that's going to be a massive headache because of a couple of items. These places aren't designed to operate at half capacity being that that's the most you're going to make. It costs them money, turn the lights on, turn the TVs on, heat the place, staff the place. At least with carry out, they can get by the bare minimum. You got to open and maintain that entire facility. They're going to be losing money, dropping like flies. On the other hand, okay, what if you are going above and beyond that occupancy? We already heard Husted once telling individuals to basically rat each other out. <laughs> if you see somebody that's not abiding by it, contact us. So basically, now you're going to have a bunch of snitches going around because uh, you know, business is tight. So, you know, Bob's restaurant over there, yeah, he looks busy. You know what? I'm going to phone this one in so he's screwed, and hopefully some of it gets redirected over to me. Or if you're the person operating it, are you going to self-report? Honestly, I let it be. 
You're going to have customers are going to go there, the busy bodies are going to go, oh, there's too many people here. I got to call in. Oh, the state of Ohio, there's 75 people in this place and there should only be 60. That's stupid. If you got a problem with it, don't go. I know, too, like already people have started like um, videoing. It's all over social media, but they're videoing when they walk into a restaurant, how many people don't have masks on or people in general, they're like videoing them like as they're shopping without a mask or so that's been happening lately too i've seen a lot of i got i got i got one i mean i i got one thing to say too and that is after six weeks i am really tired of all the takeout and i've got like a carton of plastic silverware that I'm ready to put up on eBay to see if anybody wants to buy it. Because, I mean, this is ridiculous. Uh, Chuck, you know you, what, uh, I, I made a ton of food, and I froze it. And then when my kids go to my condo in Westlake, they literally, I'm just like, just put it out, let it set there, and then go back there at nighttime and eat it. They have, like, when they go out there, I pre-made so much food for my children that when they're, like, visiting or checking up on the place they've got instant it's like a restaurant in my because i put my extra freezer in the garage and they've got instant like they get the pick of their shoes they get to chase you know pick out like whatever they want to eat hey. yeah chuck uh, chuck you want to jump in there chuck? chuck he's talking about ratting people out i saw a lady the other day we were on a walk and she was uh, actually videoing something and she was videoing the amount of cars that were in a certain place it was it was crazy. We saw it live. I, I thought she was taking pictures of the tree, but she was actually uh, sitting there taking pictures of the amount of cars that were in the parking lot. It was crazy. That's when you need to carry around a carton of eggs <laughs> and just like oh. nail, <laughs> act like it's like a bird from the sky. <laughs> well, but but I think what you're all doing is bringing up some really good points because um, part of the thing is that it's it's a fine line and we all have to figure out what we're going to do you know what i mean exactly. we, oh, yeah. we have to be respectful we have to take we have to take responsibility for our action or inaction but we also want to have some kind of normalcy so getting back to um the get uh i can't remember his name i'm so sorry um uh, uh steve talking about yeah steve i'm so steve. sorry steve i apologize um so steve uh what you were talking about is with the restaurants that some places are putting up shower curtains, some shower curtains, some are putting in little like enclosures. I mean, no one really knows what to do. So whatever that company or people are going to do, I don't think any of us should necessarily harshly judge it because we're all trying to figure this crap out together and none of us really know. You know what I mean? So um, it's, it's one of those things where, I, I mean, I, I can't say that I would be happy if I walked into a place and someone didn't have a mask on, to be honest with you. I think it's kind of insulting from my perspective, trying to protect myself and my family, but I'm not going to necessarily pull them aside. You know what I mean? That's, that's yeah. their choice. That's their choice to use their own decision-making and it's going to negatively possibly harm them. But if I'm protected, then I'm going to be okay. You know what I mean? You it's like what? smoking a cigar. Where I Drinking, went, to, whatever the deal is. I went to go get groceries the other day where I'm at, where I'm staying. And I walked in without a mask because I left it and it, I was not, of course, in my car. So um, I, anyway, I walked in and there was about 
probably eight, nine people working that I seen. Four of them had masks on. Not all of them had masks on. And there were people walking around with it just over their mouth. Nope. Well, it was that's, like, that's, that's, that's the hell are you doing? That just went up and she whacked him. I went, no, but that, it's like I posted a picture online. It was kind of funny, but it was like wearing panties with their private parts sticking out because it was like covering up here. Oh, my God. Yeah, and it's like their their nose was sticking out of their freaking mask. But I asked them, like, why do they even have a mask on? And they're looking at me, and the one gentleman says, do you know that you're supposed to be having a mask on? And I literally looked at him and I said, your nose is not even covered. Like, who, you know what I mean? His nose was not even covered. It was just over his mouth. I agree with you completely. I mean, but it's to go back with the restaurant perspective that it's understandable that no one really knows what to do. So the only thing that we can do is try to be respectful and also try to protect ourselves and also not harm anyone else. We don't know what their own thing is. Here's the thing with me. Like today, I went to uh, my favorite grocery store and I wanted to get chicken wings. I wanted to get chicken wings and I wanted to get uh, some pork steaks. I was going to have chicken wings today, shake and bake because I helped. And then tomorrow I was going to have the pork steaks. They were out of the pork steaks and there was no chicken wings out. So I went to the meat counter and I said, hey, are there any pork steaks? No, we didn't get the pork in to cut the steaks today. Okay, no problem. What about chicken wings? Do you have any? Well, let me check in the back. So they go in the back and they find the chicken wings. And they say, how, how many do you like? I go, well, you know, so now I don't have a pork steak. I say, well, give me like 16 chicken wings. I can bake them. Shut up, Galetti. I'll bake them and they'll last about two or three days. So the guy, so the guy who went and got the chicken wings had a mask. The main butcher, the big guy, had a mask. He, the guy with the mask, gives the box to the guy, the third butcher who does not have a mask. He starts opening the box and getting my chicken wings out and preparing them and putting them in the in the container. He sneezes, and, and normally, normally I'd be fine, but I kind of freaked out a little bit. It's like, oh my god, he like sneeze. He didn't like sneeze right in the wings, but he sneezed in general, and he was the one that wasn't an. I didn't have a mask, and that's when I said to myself, see, this is how people are going to re- react when other people cough or sneeze, particularly... Did you walk away, did you walk away or did you take him anyway? Were I, you scared enough? No, Be- and you know why? Because I remembered the one thing, Bill, where they said, heat kills the virus, and I know I'm going to, A, come home and rinse the wings with water, and B... I'm going to put them in the oven, and they're going to be in there at 375 for about an hour and 15, hour and 20 minutes. So I knew that the virus would be killed. Say it again. I'd still, I'd still be freaked out. Well, again, but th- my point is that's how people are going to react now when someone sneezes or coughs because this thing is going to change forever how people view other people who sneeze and cough. You know, it's true. It is so true because so many people um, are careless. They don't care. They don't use their arm to sneeze. They don't, you know, pull their shirt up and sneeze. They just sometimes they're just like sneezing. But it doesn't. I don't. I don't agree with the masks that some people are wearing because even wearing a freaking bandana or wearing like I don't understand why they're even wearing a mask to begin with. You could tell that they're not protective. You know what I mean? Some of them are so flimsy 
and some of them are so loose fitting. And I ask them, you know what I mean? Is it even worth wearing a mask if you're putting that on your face? Yeah, but remember now, there were a lot of people who just lost a way to get a mask because remember masks were like in such were like the toilet paper and the freaking sanitizer not all people some people were lazy they didn't go try to find a mask but then there were a lot of people who just couldn't find one and they had to do what they had to do when it was time to go in the store or whatever i agree but ace hardware has them now they're in stock they're black there's black ones there's white ones yeah they're in the paint section or in the other there's two different sections home depot has a new stock in um, Lowe's got a huge well, giant stock in. Yeah, but now, but back, but back when the pandemic was going on, everybody would remember they were buying all the freaking meat out the counter. They were buying the toilet paper, the paper towel, the, 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 the Kleenex, and everything. No, Marty, listen, Marty. Wait, but, I have a bidet. Uh, hold, hold on, Chuck. One second, Chuck. Go ahead, go ahead, Carlina. I have a bidet. Yeah. So all of us weren't fighting. I always said the Muslims got it right. They're covering their face. <laughs> they're covering their hair. And they have a bidet. So I think they're doing something right. All right, Chuck, you you want to jump in there, Chuck? I, I, it's hard for me to follow. I have no idea what the hell, how the hell did she get the day out of that? I have no idea. All I was going to say is in the beginning of the pandemic, I had a, a bunch of very happy to have them. Because they were a hot commodity, but I think everybody... Oof. Well, uh, uh, and again, Chuck, you're breaking up. After the show, Chuck, or, or tomorrow or something, you and I and Joe Alvello are going to have a conversation about because your upload speed is just really, really bad, and and it just you're you're I can hardly hear what you say, Joe. I see you have like popped out and popped in about three times. Carlita's fantastic. Bill is fantastic. And even Stevie D over there is fantastic. Stevie D, you wanted to add something else? No, actually, it was Joe who was waving. Oh, now he's back. Oh, there he is. Okay, go ahead, Joe. I mean, I mean, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. part of the thing is that there's so many of us that have so much to say, and there's a lot of people watching, I would presume. Um, but in, 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 in reference to, um, uh, goodness gracious, uh, the mask thing. Yeah. Uh, down here in Southern Florida, this is my big concern because I didn't think we were going to talk about this topic. So I was trying to. Well, it's a free for all here on the GLC Big Daddy's uh, All Star Cafe. Clearly. And I've got my alcoholic. <laughs> so I'm good to go. Um, but he's like, he's is, like, clearly. <laughs> clearly, I got my my late night cafe. Um, but the thing is, down here in Southern Florida, still. Two months later, no Lysol, no Clorox wipes, no masks, no anything at all down here. Wow. Which is really scary, considering that they're planning on, since we're going to dive into this topic, um, they're planning on reopening Southern Florida. So this is my question then. I'm going to put out there that how are people who the government decides to open up, you know, the economy so that they can basically you know, cut off your unemployment check. That's the only reason why they're doing it down here. So how can people that are going to be pushed back to work be safe at work? And the people who own the businesses either have to fire the person or the person has to quit in order for them to be safe. 
There is no, there are no cleaning supplies down here. There are no gloves. There are no masks. There's nothing down here for anyone to be safe. So I, and I don't think that my area is so unique, to be honest with you. I think that there's a, a bigger problem. I think it's odd that we ran out of all this stuff so quickly. I mean, I still can't wrap my head around it. Well, like, when, when you got, when you have the, listen, <laughs> if they told you that there was a monster in L.A., you know how the, the roads are in L.A. in the first place on the freeway. It's, it's traffic jams from 6 a.m. in the morning all the way to midnight and, yeah. and all the way around the clock. So now you tell people there's a monster on the loose that's eating people. Get out now. Try to get your ass out of town. It's going to be mass hysteria. And people started buying the toilet paper right before they closed everything down, before Governor DeWine came out and said that, okay, now the state is now closed out. There were people yeah. buying toilet paper, and a friend of mine got me a 30-pack from Costco, but she had to be there when they opened, and it, w- it was like Black Friday. As soon as they opened the store at Costco every day, people were running to buy <laughs> the toilet paper and to buy all the meat. And that, all of a sudden, you went to, I went to my giant eagle, and it's like, what the F? All the meat is gone, everything. People were, it was mass hysteria, and people had to go and try to get what they got because they thought, who the hell knows? We were, Bender and I had a client and we were uh, recording home appliance the other day. And the guy said, you just don't understand that what happened was every time they got freezers, not a refrigerator freezer, but the freezer chest, every time they came in, people bought them up like crazy because they didn't know how long we were going to be quarantined. So every time those new freezer chests would come in, bam, people would buy them and they'd go right out the door. So it's easy to see why things like, because word of mouth, I heard that people were hoarding, were buying all the toilet paper. So I said, well, I better get some because I got a one roll left and it was hard to find, but I eventually got some. Do you, do you use that much toilet paper to, you know, for, a, for have you used the 30 pack? Uh, uh, no. Trying to figure out why there was such a run on it. What are people using it for other than to wipe their butts? Well, again, because they thought people, people all, everyone started making the jokes about why are people buying the toilet paper? It's not like the virus is going to run up their tushy. It wasn't that at all. It was people's fear that they were going to be told to stay home, which they were. You know, and people thought that they were, they didn't know this was something that had never happened. So people thought that the DeWine or each state would come out and say, stay home and don't come out the freaking house. And so people started buying all the meat and the sanitizer because they was afraid of the COVID-19 and the toilet paper because they thought that they weren't going to be able to go out and buy more. So they better stock up. That's why people bought the toilet paper. I sort of disagree with that a little bit. Go right ahead. Not not so much the fear of not getting out, but it's been sort of proven that for for a lot of humans, if you just see a group of people doing one action, that fear is going to set in. I I mean, a thirty pack. Now you're rushing out to get toilet paper because you're not going to get out. Well. I, I wouldn't have enough food to consume to make enough excrement to wipe my ass. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? Yes. Yes. That's I, like, I, I even like in the back of my head, I'm thinking, how am I even going to get another six pack of this stuff when it's getting wiped out on a regular basis? And I looked at my pantry. I still had eight rolls left. I just finally now tapped into TP that I bought a few weeks ago at Mark's. You know, it just, 
by, by, you're by using, no one's habits of using it are going to change unless I can sort of understand people that have kids that are at home from school, working from home, because now you're spending one third of your day at home where you would typically be taking a dump somewhere else. <laughs> and again, but again, but again, but again, but again you are because I don't use anyone else's bathroom except wherever the heck I am. Well, if I got to go, I got to go. I'm sorry. I'm telling you though, like I'm a morning. It's like, I could, I could either be, it's just a very regular girl. But, but go ahead. I am very regular. I'm, I'm with Steve all the way. Yeah. I'm gonna go. I gotta go. I, I have uh, my toilet paper is still left over from the beginning of the pandemic. It, it it's left over from the what? <laughs> Look at that face. That's priceless. <laughs> but again, now Steve, real quick, Steve. When I bought, when I buy, when I buy, I buy in bulk, Steve. So I just happen to be running out at the time that I re-upped. I've always bought the 30-pack of sure. of uh, toilet tissue. I've always bought the 16-pack or whatever it is of uh, paper towel and the same thing with Kleenex. I buy in bulk just like I buy my chicken in bulk and I buy bacon and, and everything. And I have a freezer chest. I had all of this before it happened. So that's the issue with me. It wasn't it just that I just happened to be running out at the time. And so I had to get more, you know. See, I'm picky. I cannot eat frozen meat. I don't know what is wrong with me. I have to have If you're starving, I bet you can. I just, but I just, I, I stocked up on a ton of vegetables and canned foods. Well, uh, Carly, the thing about women that is amazing to me, and this is from uh, previous relationships, is that a woman, it could be, let's say, 11 o'clock at night, and we're laying in bed, and she'll say, I got to pee, but it's cold. I'll wait till morning. Guys, please back me up here. If you're a guy and you got to go at 11 o'clock at night, there's no freaking way you're going to hold that until 6, 7 o'clock in the morning. I don't care how cold it is. I go tinkle when I have to go tinkle. I don't hold it. Yeah, a lot of women do, though. That's the thing. And I, don't, I say you guys are amazing. Number one, you, you pop out a baby. I can't imagine what it would feel to be a guy with something growing and moving inside me that was my favorite time in my entire life now i have like even my own sons they're like i don't want kids and my brothers neither one of them are going to have kids it's i think it's not because they don't want children no that and, and because uh, of what's going on in the world they don't want to bring children into this world yes but, but i know not sure what they want to do yet it's very scary it's like i don't even know what i'm going to be doing yet and and yeah. and carlita and carlita when i was talking to stephanie remember she said the same thing to me when she met rob and they were in their 20s and they said no oh, we don't want kids the kids they 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 snot all over the place and they make noise and we don't want any and she's got a beautiful 14 year old daughter that she would would die for so yes they're saying that now but they're young but when a guy and the same thing vice versa when a woman meets the man of her dreams or who she believes is the man of her dreams and a guy meets the girl of his dreams 
and they fall in love and they get married, the next progression is to extend the way you love someone. And the next extension is to have a child. So even though they say it now, how much you want to bet? I'm willing to bet that at least one of them who said they're not will end up with a child. But I will tell you, like, in, a, in weird relationships I've met, but a lot of men, they get very selfish with their women and they don't want to share them with a baby. The same thing with um, men, they get very jealous of their children with the affection and the attention that they get from the opposite sex. Men get jealous of their own children from the baby's nursing or being hugged and being massaged all the time. And not getting laid anymore. They do, but... Well, that doesn't happen in all relationships. Oh, it does. The, the woman has the baby. The woman has the baby. And then the guy the guy is the one that suffers because all of a sudden she starts saying, I'm too tired. I got to take care of the kids. I got to be the wife. I got to go to work and blah, blah, blah. And then he gets neglected and kicked to the curb. I don't believe that. Like, that doesn't happen in every relationship. I think, like, there's women like me who were more like, the man in the relationship where we have to have, you know, we have human touch and kissed all the time and massaged and made love to like, that's what we look forward to also. You got it. Hey, real, for us. real quick. I, I see, uh, I see someone over in the corner there. Is it Najee? How are you? Welcome to the GLC all-star big daddy's all-star cafe. Hi everyone. Thanks so much for having me. Uh, it's great to be here. Shout out to Cleveland, Ohio. <laughs> I I love it. Now, where are you? Now, where are you? I'm, well, I'm in South Florida. Okay. Um, so yeah, that's where I am. I'm originally from Philly, though. I grew up in Philly. Me too. Uh, out in Bucks County. Oh really? I oh. still have a place on Long Beach Island. Oh okay. Okay. So still go down I'm, there. I'm listening to all this interesting conversation here. I mean, you know, I. <laughs> The thing is, from little, I've been so particular about going to the bathroom. So it's like I, I basically have to take a shower after I go to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> now, how do we? Now, I think, from what I understand, I think your they say your name is it. Uh, don't don't tell me right. it it, it uh, Narine Singh. Is that close? Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. So na Naji Naji Narine Singh. Raji Narine Singh. Oh, Raji. 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 Singh. Okay, Raji Narine Singh. She's a good friend of mine. She's I'll, a good friend of mine. Okay, I'll just, Aww. I'll call her Raji. That's what we'll, we'll go that nice way. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you too, doll. Oh my God. And a lot of the stuff you said I was relating to, I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah. See, <laughs> See that? That's why it's good to have a girl's opinion. Hey. <laughs> how, how have you been, uh, 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 Raji, have you been quarantined down in Florida where you are this whole time, or have you still been able yeah, to go out and work? I have been. Um, oh, and some people know me as Raji Licious. Okay. Oh, <laughs> nice. Actress, mystic, and reality TV personality. Well, I love your, I love your top. Oh, thank you. I love thank your, I, I, yeah, and that's, that's, that's very uh, uh, Rolling Stones. Yeah, the lips. Except the tongue. No tongue. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, but I, I have been inside for the most part. Um, it's so funny, though. You know, like a few of my boyfriends, when the pandemic started and everything, I was getting texts like, 
oh, baby, you know, I'm not going to be able to see you for a long time. And, oh, I'll have to hit you up after all of this is over. And then as the month has gone along, it's like that went out the window. They're like, what's up? Are you available? And I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm too scared. I'm too scared. Now, now I understand that you are a, uh, a transgender activist. Am I correct in saying that? That is correct. Yeah, for over 20 years. Now, uh, again, I'm fascinated by this. Now, I, I want to say this, and I don't want the other guys to laugh at me, but I've always enjoyed dressing up as a female. Now, I don't want to say cross-dresser because I don't necessarily want to put on underwear and a brassiere, but I enjoyed for fun, putting on a wig and makeup, okay? I believe that, especially when I put that lip plumper on you. Yes, and, and again, so I enjoyed that. Uh, tell me for, for you, when did you start to know that you, you were better as a female than as a male? What, what, what happened? I wasn't like the other boys in the neighborhood. And around that same time is when I started to hear name calling, like oh. names like faggot and sissy. I didn't oh. know what the names meant, but I knew I didn't like the way they made me feel because of the energy behind them. And so I'm four years old and I'm going over to my neighbor, Mr. Pembleton. He was a fireman and he was like the popular neighbor. All the kids wanted to hang out on this porch. And I remember it like yesterday, I was looking up at him and I'm like, Mr. Pendleton, what does faggot mean? And he looks down at me. Now I'm four years old. He looks down at me and he's like, why on earth are you asking me that? And I said, well, that's what all the kids are calling me. And he never answered the question, but he basically said, you don't pay attention to those kids. And based on that reaction, I knew whatever faggot meant couldn't be a quote unquote good thing. So that was the beginning for me of feeling different. Um, you never ask a lady how old she is. So I'm just going to say this. In those days, there weren't computers. So you couldn't go online and Google, what does it mean when you're a boy and you feel like a girl? So I just kind of had to figure it out. And for a long time, I just thought I was an effeminate gay boy. You know, like growing up, I just thought I was just gay and but very feminine. And then when I got in my early 20s and I started going to the clubs, I started seeing these trans women. And I was like, oh my God. I'm like, wow. And then I started connecting the dots. And I was like, wow, that, I think that might be me. And that's when I, I connected it. And um, I started my journey. And so uh, continue on the progression so then, because I understand there are some people who are transgender who don't do any kind of surgery or anything like that or take the fertility pills or anything like that. For you, what was the next progression after that? Did you say, I need to save money to, to do surgery or pills? Or what happened there for your, to, to complete your transformation? Yeah, okay, so for every trans person, it's, it's a little bit of a different journey. And everyone kind of goes at their own pace. For me... It wasn't really an overnight thing. There were a few years where I lived like androgynously, you know, kind of like 
um, a feminine version of Prince. I was wearing makeup and, you know, had my hair slicked back. But I was still wearing, like, guy clothes, but more like unisex. And so I kind of straddled the fence for a while doing that. But then it was like, God, I want more. This doesn't feel right. It, I, like, I don't feel completely like myself. So after those few years, then I started taking um, hormones. And those gave me my little, I call them my little 13-year-old boobs. <laughs> that, you know, it was like, you know, I was so proud of them, too. I've come a long way since then. But anyway, that's a whole nother story. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so I started with the hormones. And then after a while, you know, hormones only do so much to feminize you. And I was seeing these other trans women looking so beautiful and feminine, their faces and their shapes and everything. And then the word on the street was, you, you have to get pumped. Well, when I say pumped, um, I'm referring to black market injection. Yeah. And so I did end up going down that route. Um, of course, in retrospect, I, I've learned a lot of, based on what I've been through, very dangerous. There's girls that have died from it. In my case, I had a horrible reaction in my face. and I lived for many years with a disfigured face um, until I went on Botch, the reality show Botch, and I was able to get some corrective surgery. Um, but yeah, it's certainly been a very long journey. And... Um, I started with my face and then I worked my way down and I did my chest, my hips and my buttocks because uh, I just wanted the more voluptuous shape. So, um, yeah, that's pretty much how it went. Um, there's a lot of stories in between and let me tell you, it gets pretty juicy, but you know, this is the edited version, I guess. <laughs> fantastic. Talk you look great. You look fantastic. Oh, thank you. Boy, I'm going to start blushing now. <laughs> <laughs> Talking to Ra Raji, Raji Narayan Singh. I think I got it right, right, uh, Joe? Yes, you did. Yes, you did. Okay. You did I, right. You nailed it, Big Daddy. So real quick, tell people, I, mean, I heard you mention earlier in the interview that uh, 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 Joe said that you were a, or, or you said that you were on a, a reality show. Tell the, the audience a little bit about the reality show that you're on. Okay, so, well, what happened was um, in 2011, you know, I had been doing my activist work and speaking about my experience uh, with transitioning and the black market injections and all. And I did a local TV interview here in South Florida on CBS4. They ran it at 11 o'clock and literally overnight, by 9 a.m. the next morning, my story had gone viral around the world. So I'm talking like Japanese TV, Anderson Cooper, Dr. Phil, yeah. um, CNN, all the different media outlets were contacting me. And then that thrusted me into, you know, the, the media and the limelight overnight. So that then led to a series of talk show appearances and being featured on about probably 35 different TV shows around the world. Uh, which that then led to me being on reality TV. Uh, the show is botched on the E! Network. And, um, you know, Dr. Debro and Dr. Nassif, I'm sure a lot of people are familiar with them. So uh, 
I have been on three seasons already. I don't know if they want me. They want me back. They might be tired of me now. <laughs> it's like I, I'm the one that's been on the show the most. But um, yeah. So it's the the blessing is that it's given me an opportunity to, and it's interesting how life is. Sometimes you know, I say I have this thing where from evil cometh good. You know, and I've seen it in my life, and so you know things that. For me, the very thing that I thought was going to be my demise ended up turning into many wonderful blessings for me. And it gave me a platform to, you know, do more activism, not only on a local level, but globally. So it's, it's truly been a journey. I, I feel so blessed being here tonight to share some of my story with you all and um i i i want to thank you for having me oh it's been an absolute pleasure uh and before you go uh again i i am very straight raji okay very straight but i have all i was always i thought rupaul was hot and sexy okay and i mean that it doesn't mean that i wanted to sleep with her or him yeah. but i always found rupaul to be attractive but i'm very straight does that make sense oh it makes a lot of sense um you know this is the thing the men that date my type um 98 of them are heterosexual identified they love they love biological cisgendered women and many of them have straight lives um, they are attracted to the femininity. So if they're going to be with someone that is, I guess, male in genitalia, it has to be attached to a woman. It has to be attached to femininity because they wouldn't be turned on by being with another guy. So, you know, the labels thing, people always want to label. Um, my mom has a saying, for every pot, there's a lid. And so there's men in the world that happen to be attracted to transgender women. That doesn't mean they're gay. It's just an attraction. Wow, that, that's fantastic. So before you go, and again, I, and I'm, I'm hoping I'm asking the questions as delicately as possible, but you said you went through the whole transformation and you got the, the, uh, the chest done, the boobs and everything. So now below the waist, is there a male or is there female d d down there? You to know. <laughs> That's for me to know and you to find out. No, no. I'm, I'm playing with you. Go ahead. And I don't want it to be TMI, but um, I, I call it my extra long clitty. Okay. <laughs> so, no. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. I was not prepared for that question or well, that response. Again, I, I, I was curious. So I wanted to ask the, oh my God. the question in the nice way. So when when she is. I didn't ask. When, when, she's, when you're with a guy, you said the guy is can be are heterosexual, the kind of men you date, but are they playing with that particular part? Uh, Raji? Well, okay, so it depends on the guy. Okay, so you've dated two types then. Some guys like it. Some guys like to play with it. Oh. Um, but then there's <laughs> other guys that don't, that don't really acknowledge it. 
um, there's some guys that want us to use it. I I am a basement bottom. Okay, <laughs> you all know what that means. No, no, but. Okay. Well, we we got we got we got we got to try, we got to try to keep this kind of clean. I, uh, you know I mean, I, I did. I, I thought I've answered them very adult. I mean, and also by the same token, don't don't all guys like to play with it? Well, Period. but not not if it's on a beautiful girl. Well, wait a second. What's a basement bottom? I gotta know what a basement bottom is now. <laughs> okay. I was. I had to hook my phone back up and go in another room and charge it. My phone died. I'm Chuck Raji. And I come meeting. I saw you talking. I go, I don't recognize Raji. And now I've listened to you, but I'm fascinated to know what a basement bottom is. (laughs) Okay. So, you know, there's some trans women that can top a guy. In in other words, they can penetrate a guy. For me, that has never been my thing. I can't do it. I just, there's something that cuts off in my mind when I've had guys ask me to do it and I'm like, no, you know, I just can't do it. Um, now, that doesn't mean that I don't get stimulated and aroused. I mean, it, it, I'm functioning, but I don't want to use it on, you know, top of the guy. I, I, now, I don't mind if a guy plays with it. Because to me, it's like he's playing with my, you know, my puss puss. Yes. <laughs> In my mind. Yes. Um, and you know, yeah. a lot of trans women are, you know, they're living their lives as women, but they haven't had the bottom surgery. Not every, not every trans woman wants to get the bottom surgery. It's, it's all actually, it's a personal thing. That brings up a really good question because actually what you just brought up is the little dichotomy, I think. Because a lot of, of of trans, I don't know, but I mean, the way that you just explained it is that it seems like some still want to hold on to that part, possibly, maybe. It's so, um, so funny you say that because uh, uh, my girlfriends and I, we, we have this conversation every now and then. And it's like, if you get rid of that part, you then join the, the pool with all of the other cisgendered women in the world having that part kind of makes you in your own special zone you know because there's plenty of cisgendered biological women so but you know we are we're special <laughs> <laughs> that's for sure that's for sure Raji. you are definitely very special and that's <laughs> i'm so happy that you that you could even call in today i'm so happy to oh, see you, thank you. And I got to give a shout out to my sister, honey. You're special too. Like I said, a lot of things you were saying, I was relating to you. So shout out to the other girl on the show. And it's, it's nice too, because there's so many people afraid to open up and talk about their sexuality. And I'm very close to, on my website, it says um, dog friendly, kid friendly, and of course, gay friendly. And it's right on my website. And I do the Gay Fest every year. I work. I do I do quite a few things. But I'll do, like, chair massages. And I get to meet all types of people. So I don't judge. And I just I enjoy the most real people. That's probably my favorite. So it, it comforts my heart. It comforts my heart when I meet people that are just open and respectful. Because... This is the thing. The reality is 
we're all on this planet together despite our exactly. differences. And all, each and every one of us are different and unique in our own ways. And so we're here. And like, isn't the point like to like, you know, work together through this life. And so when I meet people that are open and respectful, and you know, you may not completely understand something, but you don't have to be disrespectful and mean and violent. Exactly. I mean, I was brutally beaten up um, about 20 years ago by some guys who targeted me for being trans. And, you know, my life flashed before my eyes. I was like, wow, you know, is this it? Because I really thought it was, it was the end. Um, thankfully, I was able to survive and make it through. And, but in that moment, I said to myself, you know, you can sit down all day and complain about a situation or you can stand up and try to do something about it. And that's when I went full force with my transgender activism because, you know, we're all people. We're all people. After all the labels, you know, all the different labels that we have, we are people. We're actually, this is what I believe, we're divine spirits of the universe, vibrational energy in these bodies living the human experience. So, Raji, yeah. you are absolutely fantastic. I, I, you remind me of my philosophy of life. I tell people, and I've told people for years, if in your life you are unhappy, you have the power to change it. You have to be happy with who you are at the end of the day. Life in general is a blink. And there are people who go through life and they say they get, all of a sudden they blink and they're 40 and they blink and they're 50 and they go, God, I haven't done anything. I haven't went to this. I, I, I want to go and do this and I should do this, but I haven't had the chance. And I tell people, go do it because tomorrow is never guaranteed. It's never promised. So if you're unhappy with yourself, Raji, I was 450 pounds. I had all the... All, bad everything, bad cholesterol, bad diabetes, the bad the high blood pressure, everything. And I and and one day I realized that I was going to die. You don't see a lot of old fat guys walking around. So I went and I went through a transformation of myself. I lost over 215 pounds and my life changed, Raji. Life is wonderful. So whatever makes you happy to hell with what anybody else says. If you're happy with you, then be happy with you and be a badass bottom bitch, as you said. <laughs> Just so you know, Chuck and uh, Bill will agree with me. Marty loves wearing lip plumper on his lips. I do, but but that but I'm straight as an arrow, Raji. I'm straight as an arrow, but I'm an entertainer. So if I put on a wig and some earrings and some lipstick. I'm doing it for fun, but I kind of have fun with it. But it doesn't necessarily mean that I want to date a guy. I'm all about dating women. I just kind of like dressing up in, in a wig and, and lipstick every now and then. But it's just for fun. And I don't want to put on a bra and panties. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's not, it's not your identity. It's more like an outlet for you and fun. I totally get it. And you know what? I love what you said about, like, living your life and making things happen. Because, you know, I... I, I'm a bit of a philosopher too because I always everything that exists on the planet, everything, the chair that I'm sitting in, planes, computers, uh, the wheel, houses, everything started in someone's thought as an idea and then they had to work to manifest it. 
So our minds are powerful, and we truly can create the lives that we want. Raji Narayan saying, it is an absolute pleasure. I see Galetti in the background. That is really good stuff. Joe, thank you so much. Joe and I have been friends for over 25 years. I think he's adorable and cute, but that doesn't mean I want to sleep with him. You know what I'm saying? He's just a good guy. He's probably over there laughing his ass off. And we have been, we have been friends for forever. And he told me about you. And I said, well, have her call in. And join us because that's what we're all about here on the GLC. Raji, good luck to you. Many blessings and live your life, girlfriend, and have all the fun in the world, okay? Thank you so much. Love, peace, and blessings to everyone. Love meeting you. Thank you for calling in. Sure. Thank you, Raji. Had a great time. All right. Bye-bye. Wow, guys. Just fantastic, huh? I love Raji. Joe, you, awesome. Joe, you're right. She's absolutely fantastic. A fantastic. I like people who I are. You. I like people who are real, man. Just be real. To hell with what anybody thinks of you. If you are comfortable in your own skin, who the hell cares what anybody else thinks of you? Because at the end of the day, or every morning in my sink, when I get up and look at the mirror. I got to look and enjoy the person that's looking back at me. If I am okay with the person that's looking back at me, I'm a happy son of a gun, my friend. That's a blessing. That's totally a blessing. And I think all of us that are here talking tonight have wonderful blessings that we can even be on the same show together and be around and be healthy and happy and open. We might have all of our own differences, just like Raji just stated, but... At the end of the day, we're all just people. Stevie Balecki, you've been quiet over there. What's going on? Anything you got? Oh, no, that that was fascinating. Uh, here, Raji, you know, tell her story. Um, and I'm same way you are. I'm you do you. What makes you happy? If it's you know flying your freak flag, go ahead and do it. That's what matters. At the end of the day. Bill, you've been uh, Bill. You still out there, Bill? Of course. Did the, you shrunk up into his mustache. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm taking it all in. Uh, uh, it's great. It's been great conversation, actually. I, I just, you know, I, and and following up what you said is all I worry about is if I get up in the morning, I look in the mirror and I see you. <laughs> <laughs> That'd worry me. But, but other than that, yeah. No, all, all good stuff. All good stuff tonight. It was fantastic. And I knew it. That's what I told you uh, over the weekend because I knew you had only had your uh, Zoom on your uh, office computer. And I told you, I said, Bill, we did a test run last Friday night. We had a blast. I oh, said, this is easy. And yes. the other thing, Herb, going back, you said, you know, we all work together in radio. I said, we were Lake Erie Radio Company owned yeah. by Art Modell. Art Modell. That's when we started, and for the history for people, Bender and I started together in 1982 into the business. Bender was production director. He's looking for people to help him with production. He said, anybody interested in doing production, come to, come to his office, and he'll teach you production. And I'm one of these guys, even when I was young, uh, even in my teens, I was DJ, and I called radio stations. I was a radio guy. But I, told, I stopped in his office and I said, hey, I'm interested, you know. And Bill Bender taught me everything that I know about production. 
and AM850, Merle Paulus, Rich Barnett, Joel Rose. Quick, quick, quick story, quick story. How I got hired, I came up, I was interviewed. Uh, I was working down in Virginia. I came up, I was interviewed. And the production director that was on the station at the time, uh, there was a, a talk show, Dr. Stephanie Newman. Yep. And she was on, and she was a psychologist. And she got a caller on the phone that was going to commit suicide. And uh, this was live on the air. And she's um, talking to this guy, and he's going, I'm going to do it. I'm going to give it. No, don't do it. Just, just hold on. We'll get somebody. And the call goes on, and somebody around, uh, you know, on uh, in the other office got in touch with the 911 or whatever, the helpline. And Stephanie Newman is keeping this guy on the phone yep. so he doesn't kill himself. And um, they have to go into a commercial, okay? Now, this is live radio. Uh, so it's like, God. no, don't kill yourself. Don't kill. They go into a commercial. They come back. Now, she's on the line live with this guy. And on the line, you can hear the, you can hear the knock in the background. And, wow. and, and the emergency people arrive, get on the phone. We got him. Everything's fine. Okay. Now, what the production director did was take that call, cut it up, and put it into a promo to go onto the air. And the <gasps> promo said, even people contemplating suicide listen to Dr. Stephanie Newman. <laughs> that's wow. really... I got yeah, that's that I got the really call the up. next day. I, I found this out after the fact. I got the call the next day. Come to Cleveland. You're replacing this guy. Right. That I sounds know. horrible. That 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 situation sounds horrible to like try to monopolize in a horrible yes. situation. Yes, I mean it was just a, even people contemplating suicide. Listen to yeah. WJW AM eight fifty. Yep, and that that was uh, when we were born. Genius. What what'd you say, Chuck? That is ingenious. <laughs> right, but it's just so. but it's in bad taste. That's the problem. You know? Taste, but it's it's an unbelievable promo. I mean, the guy nailed it right on the head. Yes. And again, I agree, but when you're talking about the public and when they hear that, they were outraged that you glorified someone who was contemplating suicide, and that was the issue there. Uh, can I tell a quick story? Go right ahead. I was, uh, I was, when I was on Sports Time Ohio and I did the last call, I, I, I worked for great people. I mean, I really did have great bosses there. But I did get in trouble one time because uh, I had no idea. What, I don't know why I got in trouble. They called me in in the morning to show up uh, after I did a show the night before. Um, and I walk into the office and it was like early in the morning. I never get called in, you know what I mean? My boss was the greatest guy in the world. I mean, really a nice man. He goes, were you telling people to commit suicide last night on the air? And you know how I would always get crank calls on the air? People would call the show. Yep. Somebody called the show and said, hey, Galetti, are you drunk tonight? Or said something stupid. And I oh, said, oh, my God. I said, I go, why don't you go in the garage, put on some Sinatra, kick mm -hmm. back, Start the car, relax, turn the air conditioner on, call me back in 20 minutes. So I just jokingly and passed along. I said much worse things on the air. But apparently somebody's uh, brother committed suicide. 
and they call up the station with some manifesto. So I had a like I got chewed out for it. But I remember my boss going. Wow. He goes. I think I think right now might be a good time to change the topic. No, but no. it's it's real life. It's real life, and that's what this is. We're not on terrestrial radio. We're on the internet. We're on a place where people can go and watch two people doing the nasty. So if you would think just because we're talking about this, it's nothing compared to that. No, it's 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 not, this isn't a terrible story. I mean, no. I, I, obviously the guy to commit suicide uh, but the but the person called up and complained so badly it was so bad i got in a lot of trouble I, I i got called in and they said hey did you tell somebody to commit suicide? i said no i told some and then i forgot all about it i said oh my god i did but i mean when you go through the calls like you do on a show like that you take a call after a call after a call and there's people mocking you and you're having fun with them you have banner back and forth but it was as easily said as something like that. But it was taken in such a terrible, dramatic uh, fashion that you never, you never know what you're gonna get in trouble for. You know what? I love when people come to the spa, and when they are down and out, I take all of my energy, and I try to put them in a place in their world, to put them like in a safe place. And I've always done that my whole life because I was raised with a lot of older people since I was a young girl. And being so close to my grandfather and my uncles, and you know, my mom owned bars and restaurants, so I was always by a lot of older people. Yes. And I, I, always, I always tried to take away people's pain. And I think that's how I still go through my life, and that's why I'm in the industry I am. So when they come to me and they talk bad, or they're upset, or they're depressed, I show them that there's a better light. I show them how to, how I would, um, you know, I was abused when I was a young girl. And I don't talk about that for my mom. She was like uh, physically abusive to us, all five of us. And, um, but anyway, you know, things happen. You need to change the pattern. And if there's not a positive influence looking right back at you saying, change the pattern, make that change, you know, that's why I think I love that Michael Jackson song so much, Man in the Mirror, because people need to make the change. If they think they're right all the time, or if they think they don't have problems, we're all, I mean, we're all, we bleed the same. You know, some of us have better lives than others, but nobody truly knows what we've gone through. And uh, I just think that more people need to be supportive and loving and less aggressive when someone's going through so much heartache. And I think that's, um, that's why I'm in the profession that I am. I want to make people love themselves all over again and make them happy. All right, let's go around the bend for closing, to, uh, for closing comments. We'll go with Steve Balecki as always. Thanks for joining us. Closing comments from Steve, go. Oh, as we get closer, I really want to understand what the difference makes with dining outside this week or next week and then five more days for dine-in and yet we're wearing supposed to be wearing face masks and we're shaming people for not wearing face masks so what's going to happen when you go into a dine-in restaurant and somebody does not have a face mask on i certainly need to take it off to eat right how do they wear a mask if they're going to eat come on that's exactly what I'm getting at. So let's get off shaming people for it. You do you, whatever you're comfortable with. If you're not comfortable going out around people that don't have them, 
Then don't go out. Exactly. Stay home. Stay. Yeah. What makes you feel safe? Steve Balecki is always my friend. Thanks for joining us on the GLC. Okay, uh, Joe Avello of Southern Exposure. Closing comments. Um, basically, I think the show was great, and I want to thank everyone who was on the show tonight. The ending thought that I had in my head, just like what Carlita said, um, is just try to do good things to help everyone as much as possible, and don't bring all, bring all of your bad things that happen to you and project them onto somebody else. You can try to focus on the good things and push away the bad because the bad is not going to help you. You just got to try to help and do as much as you can to help other people. Carlita Renee, your, uh, the salon is back, opening back up next Friday. Closing comments, and, and can people call right now and make appointments for starting next Friday? They definitely can, but I'm telling you, if it's bad weather, I'm not coming home. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you'll be home because you like you. You're like me. You like money, and there's a lot of money waiting on you right now for you to open back up. I'm telling you right now, Marty. You guys have not seen me for a long time. I know I it's killing me. So much. <laughs> I have changed. And you look, so and you, you, look, you look. You look beautiful, by the way, and I love your South Florida tan. Thank you. Yes. I am extremely happy, and I really don't want to come back home but now i know for a fact i'm not i am not coming back working the way that i've done in all these years this break opened my eyes so much and i am definitely taking a um, it's got to be a mandatory trip once a month a beautiful sand in between my toes and i'm not kidding i'm not working nowhere near as hard as i used to i always said play hard and or work hard you could play harder but I'm definitely, I'm sticking with that verbiage. All right, what, I'm not working nowhere near as hard as I used to. I'm done. All right. But if people do want to uh, make an appointment to see you, no matter who's going to be doing the work on them, what's the phone number over there at Lasage Salon? 440-444-8827. We will be open seven days a week, uh, depending on the day who's at work. But um, we're there for all full service salon and spa. We're not taking any, um, we're not having people like sit in the lobby we're not, you know, we're not going to be having people just lingering around. It's going to be the appointment scheduled. We'll take a walk in if we have availabilities, but uh, definitely nice and sanitized. Keep all the doors open. The fans will be on, and hopefully all of us stay extremely safe in our industry. Carlita Renee. And everywhere else. Carlita Renee from Lasage Salon. Bender, close the comments before you get out of here. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm tired of uh, being treated like a child by the government agencies and uh, the continuing of we're not doing what they're telling us to do, so they need to educate us even more. I'm, I'm ready now after six weeks of education to open up and let each individual make their own decisions. I agree that myself uh i'm uh i've got other conditions i've got problems so i'm going to take the precautions that i need to take and also be concerned about other people i mean you wear masks to uh protect other people from you more than you're being protected from them and it's it's about common sense i'm 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 tired of the lack of common sense uh, you you go to walk like I go to walk into the post office. 
I will put a mask on because it is a public place. But when I come out of the post office, I take the mask off. You don't have to walk around outside with a mask on. It, common sense. Uh, and I, I, I think we all need to be free to operate uh, ourselves individually. Um, yeah, some more people are going to get sick. That's, that's, that's awful. That's a shame. But we can't be in our houses for the rest of our lives. We have to get out. We have to get going. That's my last word. Bill Bender out at his palatial lake house. <laughs> yeah, where there's no COVID-19, hopefully. That's right. Uh, Chuck Galetti, the host of the show. One last comments before we get out of here, Chuck. Well, I'm going to say this. I love Bill's backdrop. It's fantastic. He looks good, doesn't he? It, I've been looking at it the whole show. It looks fantastic. I'm going to ask him afterwards. Bill, real quick, is that an iPhone camera? What, what do you got there? No, this is my this is my computer. And then if I turn it, you can see the room. Uh, got you. There's some, see, there's some of the limit. No, but I just mean the look itself. The camera is just like HD quality. It's freaking fantastic. Kudos, my friend. Everybody should get, you guys, just get a little laptop, a cheap laptop. Yes. Download Zoom. It downloads in 10 seconds. It makes all the difference, guys. All right, go ahead, Chuck. Yeah, I, I'm looking at my shot. Uh, I just uh, really, I wish everybody the best. It was great. It was great having the different guests on tonight. I thought that was really cool to see everybody pop up. The more, the merrier. I think. I think that's a great concept for the way things are right now. I think that's that was a lot of fun to hear a lot of different people, people from all over uh, the country. Really, we got the north and south covered, so that was pretty cool. But uh, um, hope you guys had a great week. My son graduated yesterday. Yes, congratulations. congratulations. Hey, congrats. Yeah, so that was a lot of fun. All right, be before we go, hey, I... Hey, one more thing, one more thing. Go. Other than plexiglass, wouldn't you like to have a business that had plexiglass? Because every business is going to need plexiglass. So that's a moneymaker. Wouldn't you like to be an RV dealer? Because I'm, I'm seeing that the RV industry is just exploding because people are going to want to be taking vacations, but they're not going to want to be staying in motels or whatever. But they can stay in the RV... They can socially distance, so the, the sales of that stuff is exploding. Hey, before well, before we Bill, go, I never told you, but I gave him a stock last week. A friend of mine called me. He says it was a company that was making the uh, coronavirus. They had a patent to, uh, or not a patent, but they got some money from the government, and they were going to expect. And it went up twelve bucks this week. He and told I, me about it last I, weekend. Thank you. He told me about it, and it was right around fifty. And I didn't do it. Mr. Mrna, Mercerna, or whatever the name is. And then I looked yesterday; they were almost at sixty, sixty-one. And I said, oh, "Damn it!" Oh, oh, one more thing. I saw it tonight. I'm watching TV, and it's the first ones that I've seen. In the break, they had a a, a commercial, you know, an infomercial. 10 masks for 1995 plus shipping and handling <laughs> but if you act now we'll double the order so you get 20 masks for 1995 plus an additional shipping and handling so i went wow they're they're starting already and then in the very next break a different company had their infomercial about masks and they were 10 for 29.99 
Wow. Free, free shipping and a portion of every sale goes to the first responders or, or something. But they're starting already. So if you're watching cable TV, you're going to see lots of ads to buy the masks now. All right. Before, we're even beyond that. Before we go, Bill, we were talking about WJW, Lake Erie Radio, Merle Pollard, Joel Rose. The other person that joined, that's joining us real quick before we go, you guys hang in for a few minutes. Was the they brought in a hotshot young executive producer named David Slutsky, and I just popped. David Slutsky just popped up on the line. How you doing, hey, DJ? Hey, How you doing? I worked with him. Yes, yeah. yes. Hey, you, why don't you come in a little earlier next week? Well, as my family things going here, and you know my son and daughter-in-law to be are visiting, so my time to. Uh, uh break loose and i found the link so i want to at least jump on and say a quick hello and hello. wish you all the best hope you all are doing well and safe and all that kind of good stuff well before you you know anybody in your circle that has been infected yet uh actually yes but they, it's always like a you know two or three degrees of of whatever we were um yeah we you know i'm a teacher in cleveland we we were passing out laptops to different families and one of the uh, families that I talked to, I found out that the the brother of a mother of one of the kids I teach was in a nursing home. They found out that somebody there came down with uh, COVID-19. And so they wanted to go yank him out. It took like, you know, three hours just to get him out, get all the paperwork signed and all that. Turned out like three or four days later, there were like, you know, 15 cases in that one nursing home from like zero to 15, like in three or four days. So they got him yanked out in the nick of time yeah. and you keep hearing you know stuff stuff like that so dave it's, be, it's just crazy dave before you go real quick question uh, dave has been a long time how, how long have you been a teacher about 23 years 23 24 something like that you got it now we had uh stephanie warner on earlier stephanie warner hagel she was talking we asked her the question about her child being homeschooled two days a week and she talked about how when her child was there by herself she really doesn't she'll say she does the work but then the then stephanie stephanie gets a letter from the school saying that she didn't complete the course now you're on the other end of it you're you are a teacher what are the right. feeling amongst teachers about this proposed maybe having two days how has it been for you to teach your kids now and what do the teachers think about in the future home you know being able to do to give kids courses on situ on uh, software like this zoom kind of like what we're doing well, you know, it, it's been kind, kind of hit or miss. For me, I look at it that, you know, students that really want to learn will find a way to uh, get their education. Amen. And th those that didn't in the classroom won't do it virtually either. <laughs> I'm just, just putting, putting it out there. So, yeah, so those are the ones. So but I've had the same kind of experience. I'll do, I'll do Zoom lessons. I'll put virtual lessons up on Khan Academy and other platforms that they can, you know, complete things on. I'll, you know, I use Google Classroom so they can email me assignments that they're doing and, you know, I'll give them feedback, et cetera. But really, it's uh, where there's a will, there's a way. If you if you want to get it, it's it's there. I think going going back, they're talking about this blended, you know, system where, you know, it, there might be some days in school, some days not, or like a third of a class on whatever given day. So you, you can have the social distancing and the rest you're doing it virtually. Uh you know, it's a learning curve for all of us, but I think that, uh, again, like anything else, those that want it will find a way to get it. 
and those that don't, they didn't in the first place. Rock and roll, David Joel. 30, 30 years we've known each other, Dave. Actually, Dave, in 2022, it will be 40 years that Shit. you and I have been best friends, my friend, and it's been an absolute pleasure. Wow. I, cons- wow. I consider you, and this is Bender as well. Bender, yeah. uh, our buddy Bart Slack, we've all, Don Blessy, we've all known each other yeah, almost 40 Chung. years. <laughs> That's right. Hey, by the Bart way, Chung. by the way, Bill, uh, uh, Wang Chung, you tonight. Uh, Dave mentioned to me the other day, and Bill, I'm going to say that this is an inside joke. He said, you know what, what it was to do a Bob Massey? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! Hey, yeah. Dave, yeah. I, I forget the scenario that, you gave me, that, Dave. You said made you think that, about that, it. That joke goes. That joke goes a little bit further because I I think I remember working with you. Yes, yeah, so you would know too, Joe. Yes, with Dude. Don Slutsky. I mean, I remember working with him. No, oh, okay, right. So what was Dave? You told me, uh, uh, DJ. You told me you, you saw something, and every time you saw it, it made you think about the pop I, I, I'll, I'll find it right now. Give me a second. Okay. All right, go, go, go. When he told me about that, I laughed because for you people that don't know, Bob Massey was a uh, news uh, news anchor at the OWJW, and he would go out and he would, uh, let's just say, drink his lunch all the time. Yeah. So when he came back, he'd have something to eat, but he also drank his lunch. And so when he come back, he wouldn't go to the bathroom. Hold on. He wouldn't go to the bathroom where he was. <laughs> he would come back to the station and go into the men's room and the most god-awful smell that would come out of that bathroom when he came out that we coined it. I don't know whether it was Bender or whether it was me or whether it was Slusky. It's one of the three of us said, oh, my God, he must have just did another Bob Massey. Yes. And, and so then let me get a close-up of that. So that so okay, that, yeah, so, okay, so you all know I'm a big, big music fan anyway, and... One of the most, like around the world, one of the more renowned uh, concert halls is a place called Massey Hall in Toronto. <laughs> Massey it's, Hall, uh, you know, in Canada, and it's for Canada. It's like their Grand Old Opry, you know, kind of a place. So I have this one CD, you know, the uh, classic quintet at Massey Hall with, you know, Dizzy uh, Gillespie, Charlie Parker, Bud Powell, Charles Mingus, and Max Roach. I also have like a Neil Young live from Massey Hall. And I'm sorry, anytime I see Massey Hall, it's like, man, what if you took a Massey and Massey Hall <laughs> 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 during intermission or something? <laughs> David Slutsky, as always, my friend, thank you for checking in. Say goodnight to the people, Dave. Hey, yeah, love you guys. Good night. Be well, be safe, and uh well, catch on the flip side. You got it. All right, roll call. Steve Balecki, say goodnight. Goodnight. Goodnight, Steve. All right. Good night, Steve. Joe down in, in, in southern Florida, southern exposure. Say goodbye. Good night. Good, good night, night, Joe. See ya. Bill Thank Bender, out of the Palatial Lake House. Say goodnight. Good say goodnight, Bill. All right. We'll see you again, and we'll be on the air again. Wednesday. Wednesday. And, and Chuck. Wednesday. And of course, of course, Mr. GLC himself. Chuck the lady. Say goodnight, Chuck.
Good night. And I'll tell you this, David. This Slutsky looked fantastic. So it looked like he was selling a Christmas album. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'll be doing Slim Whitman CDs next time, Chuck. <laughs> Carlita Renee, you sexy vixen. Say good night. Good night, everybody. And I hope you guys stay safe. And we look forward to seeing you again on the GLC on Wednesday. You got All it. Right. See you, everybody. Night, 9 p.m. Let me. I'm going to get off of you. I'm going to get on me. I'm going to do my uh, Goldberry Roasting commercial and then get the hell out of here. Goldberry Roasting Company. Listen, everybody needs something to get them going sometimes. Whether you're young, whether you're old, it doesn't matter. I know how it is. I, listen, even though I feel 30, the fact is in a few months I'll be 60, God willing. And sometimes I like to get up and go, but sometimes my get up and go has got, got up and went. So that's when I got a hold of Goldberry Roasting Company. Well, actually, they got a hold of me. It was funny. I was talking about giving me a Vitamix coffee mixer. And the next thing I know, my buddy, I won't say his name because then everybody will be calling him saying, hey, get me one. But anyway, he got me. He told me about Vitamix. And then uh, he had a buddy who went to college who was now the somebody big over there. And the guy knew of me from the trip show and sent me a brand new Vitamix. That was nice. But anyway, I'm talking about Goldberry Roasting Company. So sometimes I can't get up in the morning. So the first thing I do is I come in here. I put on the pot of Goldberry Roasting Company. I got two of my favorites right now. I got the Brazil, which got a little sweet taste to it. Mild. Ooh, it's delicious. And then I made this blend of creamer. It's a sugar-free. It's, it's a chocolate. And it's mixed with very, uh, vanilla and caramel. And it's all sugar-free. Everything is sugar-free. I put a little Truvia in there. Put it with that Brazil coffee. Ooh, I'm talking about it. It's delicious. Until... They sent me the Kenya AA. Now, people, if you really want to get up and go, the Kenya AA will make you get up and go and get it going. I fell in love with it. I, I say it all the time. No one of them damn Kenyans win all these marathons. Number one, they're running from them damn lions. And number two, they're drinking Kenya AA. They got that kind of coffee over there in Kenya. No wonder they win every damn thing. Goldberry Roasting Company. You got a small company. Listen, you got a client you've been trying to sell? Bring that, have some Goldberry Roasting Company coffee. Kenya AA, Brazil, Guatemala, they got all these kinds, okay? Give that client some coffee from Goldberry Roasting. You're going to make the sale. Goldberry Roasting. Pete, right now over there, will take your calls. He'll take your orders. Pete at GoldberryRoasting.com. Goldberry Roasting Company. Go to GoldberryRoasting.com or send Pete an email. Pete at GoldberryRoasting.com. Goldberry Roasting. Ooh, that's some damn good coffee. All right, they'll do it tonight for the GLC. Let me bring the guys back in one second. They can all wave while they're sitting there watching me. <laughs> uh, we'll be back Wednesday at uh, noon, Wednesday noon to 2 for the GLC, our original GLC. And then next Saturday, we're going to have some fun. We're all going to have a costume party next Saturday on the Big Daddy's GLC All-Star Cafe. Because Saturday nights, we just like to have fun. I'm surprised we went almost two hours and 20 minutes. I was only supposed to go about an hour and a half. Anyway, love you guys. Have a great weekend. The ones, the stores, the places that's opening, congratulations. We'll hopefully get back to life as normal sometime soon. The GLC, Big Daddy's GLC All-Star Cafe. I love you. Pedro, I love you. Steve, I love you. Dave, Carlita, Jungaletti, Raji was fantastic. The GLC. We out of here. Swimsuit, check. Sunscreen, check. Phone charger, check. 
Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%.